Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today on the Todd Shapiro Show, Aaron Berg is our co-host. You can catch him at Yuck Yucks from tonight through Sunday. We're also going to check in with Jeff Stevens and Spiros Margaris of Data Metrics. And then we've got a slew of awesome comedians, Alan Shane Lewis, Abdul Budd, and Ashley Moffat. All that and so much more on the Todd Shapiro Show starting right now. Three, two, one. Sirius XM's Canada Laughs presents Unlike Anything You've Ever Heard Before. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. You're listening to The Todd Shapiro Show. Sirius XM 168. Hey, welcome to the program today here in the Tweeting Studios. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us and uh, it's awesome doing this program where we get to talk to so many different comics. We got, as Bilal said, a slew of comedians on the a program slew. today. And a little controversy in the comedic world here, right here in Toronto for Yuck Yucks. And uh, I'd love to talk about it openly and honestly. And that's what we're going to do uh, with really all represent, uh, representatives of um, of something that has become controversial that I didn't even realize was controversial when we booked our co-host who will be here in a few minutes named Aaron Berg. So Aaron Berg will join us. We'll have Alan Shane Lewis on the phone. Abdul Butt from Montreal is going to join us. Ashley Moffitt will pop by today around 5.30. One of my favorites. Absolutely love Ashley Moffitt. We got our friends over from Datametrics talk about blockchain technology and everything to do with machine learning, artificial intelligence. Jeff Stevens, Spiros Magaris at one two three Marley one two three at Datametrics and at Spiros Magaris. And tons of news, man. First of the playoffs, the playoff, the NHL playoffs, playoffs are starting tonight. Yeah. Unbelievable. When's the first Maple Leafs game? Uh, I think they're in Boston. I want to say tonight. I want to say Wednesday. How do we Wednesday? not know? How do I not? Today's Wednesday, bro. Oh, that's okay, me. Then. This is my bad. This is crazy. I don't know this. I apologize for not knowing this. I had a busy day uh, blocking my wife on Facebook. <laughs> oh no, it's tomorrow. It's the okay. 12th. I thought they were playing tomorrow. Uh, what a great story too um, with basketball last night. A ten-year sort of minor leaguer there in like the DG League. Andre Ingram got called up for the Lakers, had 19 points. They lost, but it's just like, you know. It's a good story. It's a 32-year-old rookie, Andre Ingram. I I love stuff like that. You see this Tristan Thompson's in the news, a Toronto uh, Toronto kid, one of the best basketball players, a very tall dude, plays for Cleveland, and he was caught. He's dating a Kardashian, Bilal, and he's dating, and he got caught cheating on a Kardashian. Why? Why would... But, but, but why would you? I do don't know. That? Well, we'll have to ask. Uh, we'll have to ask why anyone would treat or cheat on a Kardashian or cheat in general. I'm not a cheater. I did block my wife on Facebook, though. That's a whole other story. Oh uh, no, it's very serious, man. I blocked my wife on Facebook. Crazy. Uh, You're gonna save this for uh, Aaron. Get his uh, two cents on that. Yeah, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah, uh, jo- we'll call John Paul. We'll call it. We'll call him anyway. John Paul's gonna join us too. We'll call you. I'm talking to him right now. We'll call you anyway. Uh, we got, we got a bunch, a bunch on, a bunch of friends. So, uh, 
Going to be a great show. Andre the Giant, this documentary with oh, Andre the I Giant. I can't wait to watch that. I saw an interesting fact on Twitter that not only was Andre the Giant the best drinker on the planet, meaning he could drink essentially hundreds of ounces of like alcohol. Not, whole not, not, yeah, whole cake. I'm not promoting that or anything. I'm just saying he could do it. But he could also fart for over 30 seconds straight. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Giant. And if you don't know who Andre the Giant is, uh, he was actually my favorite wrestler. Uh, absolutely loved watching Andre the Giant and just um, awesome, man. I can't wait to watch that documentary. Super excited by it. And a sad news in the uh, comedy world, Mitzi Shore, uh, the one-time powerhouse in the comedy business who's influenced, basically helped comedy stages all around the world, who was... Uh, basically the owner of the comedy store in LA. And if you've ever been to LA and you've ever seen comedy, you've been to the comedy store. Uh, this is Polly Shore's mother. Yes, Polly Shore. That squeeze the juice. Okay. The, what's the, you know, I forget this. Anyway, sad news. She died. Uh, 84. I lived a good life. Uh, but uh, legendary, legendary owner uh, working with giants like Robin Williams, Jay Leno, Letterman, Roseanne Barr, Gary Shandling. I mean, the, the list goes on. Um so rest in peace to a uh, to a, a wonderful promoter and career maker of comedy, Mitzi Shore. We'll be back in a moment again. We're doing it in the tweeting studios. Aaron the controversial. Aaron Berg. Hopefully he's coming. Maybe he backed out. Maybe, nah, nah, maybe he's, he's cowardly. Nothing can stop that, man. No, I guess not. And we'll get Bilal's take on it. Yeah. Uh, on, on, on what is it? We'll tell you when we come back. back with the Todd Shapiro show right here on Sirius XM Canada Labs channel 168. Well, that was fun. And now a word on our wonderful sponsors of the Todd Shapiro show on Sirius XM Canada Labs channel 168. Hey, welcome back, and thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks to all the sponsors who continue to support us, and uh, they're awesome, like VonChrysler.com. Go and get a Jeep. Go and get a minivan. Go and get a Dodge Ram. Go and get a Fiat. Great cars all across Canada. They'll make sure they get your car at VonChrysler.com. Thanks to Veritas Vodka, VeritasSpirits.com. It's 100% gluten-free, celiac-safe vodka, ContainerBuilt.ca. ContainerBuilt.ca is where you can go and buy modern, eco-friendly, affordable shipping containers to live in. Thank you to ConstructionResumes.com. Feel free to submit your resume to ConstructionResumes.com if you're looking for work, especially in the construction field. And there will be companies there who can sign up as well, looking to hire those skilled workers. Permessin.com, a spray for the area. Makes you last longer in the bedroom. ITEX, I-T-E-X, that is, ITEX.com or Toronto.ITEX.com is a barter exchange network, helping your company thrive by bartering your goods or services for other people's goods or services. Datametrics.com will be joined by Jeff Stevens, Stevens, excuse me, and Spiros Magaris a little later to talk about blockchain. Lake Wilcox Brewing, a big cheers to the Oomph Lager, the Mad Quacker, the Bandit, the Lake House. Bovidank.com, two-way humidity control packs, keeping your medical flower fresh. And ED, as in Edward Dog, 1000, 1000, ED1000.ca. Only clinical proven therapeutic treatment of erectile dysfunction. Mm. Blue Jay starting off real well, eh, Paul? Uh, it's not going to last. It's oh, not going to last. Don't be a negative no, guy. No, but dude, sort of little talent. Well, you don't know. You don't know No, that. I, I know they don't have John Carlos Stanton, and they don't have Aaron Judge. You're going to have 200 home runs and maybe 100 home runs. 
and they don't been, have a great pitching staff. There's been a lot of great teams who haven't succeeded in the. Day. You need stars. Who's the star on that team? Justin Smoke. Hey, look at the uh, look at the um, what the Nashville what not Nashville. Look at what the uh, in in hockey with all uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have done. But that's a very unique situation where they have uh, a bunch of guys who are just a tier below great, a bunch of really really good players. That's not what the Jays have. You know, it's not the deal. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me the Maple Leafs aren't going to win the Stanley Cup. I, I, do, I do not think they will win the Stanley Cup. And they'll do good. And they'll do very good. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me the Toronto Raptors aren't going to win the NBA championship. I, I, I don't think they will. I think they'll do really good, but I, uh, I, uh, I think they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose. That's uh, probably the most likely scenario. You know, if I had a posse like Drake did, I swear to God, I'd fucking, I'd tell him, I'd tell him to go and take care of you. You know, Drake's got a posse. Like, oh. I wish I was that rich. Like, They're I had my really own. Polite, though. I had my own crew. I wish I had my own crew. And I'm like, you see that below guy? He's not. He's a Toronto hater. A Toronto you know, hater. He love the six. I like the teams when they were bad, so I can be critical of them when they're good. Yeah, you're a pretty honest guy. Yeah, I was. I was a Leafs intern when they got crushed by Boston. I was there. Granted, you know, I started to get paid. Towards you excited the for the playoffs this year? It'll be great. I um, I haven't watched a lot of the Raptors in the regular season, but I am going to make a priority in the playoffs to watch them because it'll it'll be really cool. And and even if we get some of the you know U.S. broadcasts, that'll be I don't know we won't, but it'll be cool to see the Americans take a focus on the Raptors and and take them seriously because they they have a better record than the Warriors and they really didn't get enough press for it. What's going on with this Tristan Thompson kid? Uh, you got to tell me, because I'm 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 not big on the Kardashian uh, black hole that uh, seems to seep a lot of people in. My sister you don't like the Kardashians, eh? I, I don't care. Like I, you know, they're what have they done? They're they're models. They have a reality show. That's about it. I'm really Tristan Thompson trending. He's uh, a center for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'd say more of a power forward, but but to each his own. And he was caught motorboating. Oh, we got a call. And, oh, okay. Hey, you're on air before we talk about Tristan Thompson. How you doing? What's your name? Hey, Todd. It's Neil. How you doing? Neil, bro. Nice to talk to you, man. Neil's a supporter, lives north of the city here in Toronto. What's going on? South, but close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he lives in the lake. Um, it's, things, things are going good. Just heading into work. Uh, I just wanted to say, if Bilal wasn't such a negative Nancy, maybe he'd go on a few more dates. If you wasn't so negative about our teams, you know, possibly winning the championship, not always saying, I don't think it's going to win, you know, maybe uh, you might have some better luck with the ladies, you know, less negative. He's a negative guy. I, yeah, I don't understand. He should be, you know, happy-go-lucky. He gets to sit on air with you all day, or all afternoon, I should say. You know? He's lucky. He's ah. blessed. He's blessed, Neil. Oh. He takes it for granted. Yeah. Take what for granted? Being right. on the program. Being on the program. Oh, I was on my phone. Sorry. <laughs> really He's a funny guy. He's clever. You know what? It's a, listen, Bilal, I, I, I wish, and I'm saying this in a nice way, dude. I wish I could be as content as you. Yeah. Like you're just, I'm always sort of, you know, I like to be positive to other people, but internally I'm always feeling a bit down. And, and when it comes to Bilal over here, Mr. Bilowski, mm. he, uh, 
He's just content, Neil. Like yeah. he's ha- you're a happy go lucky guy. Like it doesn't bother you that you don't get out much and you don't get no. laid ever. You don't look. Th- you're not a drinker. You're not a drug user. You're just you're just a happy, content guy. Like I, I don't possess that at all. Look, I was thinking about it. they have a new movie pass thing in Canada, and I was like, it's nine ninety nine for two movies a month. But I'm like, I don't want to tie myself down to two movies a month. You know, I'd rather just <laughs> you know I got some free movie networks the other day from a certain telecom, so I'm just gonna enjoy those and uh, life's pretty good. Hey Neil, there's uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, Tristan Thompson and stuff. Neil, what's your, what's your background? Can you give me a quick breakdown on uh, what's going on with that right now? No, I won't. I won't talk about Tristan. We'll talk about. I won't talk about something else later. Our, our co-host is coming in, Aaron Berg. So Bilal, why don't you? I want Neil first off. What's your back? What's your background? Uh, I'm Irish and Scottish. Okay, so you're white, dude. Um, okay, so there's. Uh, it's interesting because we book Aaron Berg on the program today. He should be here any moment. And. Uh, you know, we've always had a nice relationship. I've always thought of Aaron as a bit controversial. Like, you know, even on my own show, I'm like, oh my God, Aaron's coming in. We got to like, got our finger on the delay. And he, you know, he gets a little, he, he doesn't, he's not afraid to say anything that he thinks. And he's doing a show in town at Yuck Yucks, which is the biggest club in Canada, yuckyucks.com. And the biggest club, the actual biggest, you know, single, you know, the outlet for people to do comedy is the one right downtown on Richmond Street. And it's called Bilal. White Guys Matter. White guy, show. okay. White guys matter, and who's on the show? Uh, so it's going to be Aaron. It's going to be Alan uh, Park. It's going to be Darren Frost, and uh, Peter Anthony. I'm just going to double check if Peter's on it. Yeah, Peter's on it. Yeah. So those are the four. So these are all white dudes. It's a it's a complete white white show called White Guys Matter. And they're all friends of mine too, to be honest. I'm yep. friends with you know more than just white people. I assure you. <laughs> And and uh, I didn't even realize that this was going to sort of be a controversial thing. And then and then Neil, because uh, you're a fan of the show and you listen to all the comics that come on here from you know every day and obviously of the very diverse backgrounds. And and a lot of these comics have posted on their Facebooks sort of a massive backlash that it's a very very sort of racially motivated show in terms of it being racist, in terms of it being sexist, in terms of it being white power. And, and, you know, I, I sort of didn't even know what to make of it. Uh, we got Aaron on the show. We're going to have Jean-Paul, who's uh, African-Canadian from Trinidad-Tobago. Yeah. We have... Um, we have uh, Alan Shane a- Lewis. Alan Shane Lewis. And we got uh, Ashley Moffat joining us, who's Abdul a female Butt. and also, uh, you know, a, a very proud lesbian, obviously. Abdul Butt, who's Muslim. So, you know, just to get everyone's opinions. But I figure, you know, you're calling the show. And I know we're just sort of springing this news on you. What, what do you think of a show like that as a white dude? So the way the way you basically explained to me, the way I look at it is, yep, you got to realize this is comedy. These are comedians. Like everything is in one way, shape, or form a joke. The best way I've seen people take uh, something like this happen into their own look is Wayne Brady on Whose Lines It Anyway. They would make you know a comment or something like that, and he understands it's a joke. It's a comedic act. They're not setting a political agenda. They're out there to make people laugh. And yeah, maybe the name of the show may be a little, you know, controversial. But in the end, take it with a grain of salt. It's a comedic act that people want to go and just laugh. And I wonder, and the reason, you know, I, I wanted to ask you is, you know, you're you're a white dude, so maybe it's easier for white dudes to go up, go about, and just sort of say that. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here or anything. What's what's wrong, Black? No, I'm just sorry. Okay. No, to, um, to yeah, bring in Aaron Berg, right. of course, dude. Jesus, what, what, what are Release we waiting for? Release the kraken. Um, 
And, and, you know, Aaron's coming in here now, so you'll hear, obviously, why he's putting the show together. I don't think he's going to give a fuck, personally. But I just thought it was important to hear from everyone. And, you know, I don't, you know, it's, I don't want to seem biased in any way. And I also look at myself as, you know, being a Jewish guy is, is being sort of a bit of my minority. Sure, I'm, a, I'm not a minority in terms of my look because I look like a white dude. But trust me, the amount of Jewish comments I've gotten in my life because my curly hair and my big nose are... You know, very, very, you know, and I'm saying this concretely, very comparable to what, what other people might say derogatory to to other very visible minorities. Um, and I've gotten it my whole entire life, and I've found it difficult sometimes uh, because I couldn't believe people were like that way. But the one thing I thought about the comedic sort of world was that they would, they would see the humor behind mm. this, and only because I guess I know some of these individuals, and yeah. I know the fact that... They're friends with everybody, females, lesbians, uh, uh, and and so I'm, I'm I may be surprised, but I want to understand it before yeah. I actually pass judgment on it. I think it's a more segregated community than we remember. I think we forget because everybody just rolls in here and loves us. But I think there is different pockets in the community too. I think maybe that's what yeah. We're yeah maybe, I don't know if segregated. That's the wrong word. I think you mean. I mean. I think you mean it's different sort niches. Of, yeah, exactly. There's mm. different communities within the bigger community. Yeah. Uh, well, Neil, and you know, I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate everyone's opinion. I'm not trying to start a war or be one-sided here, and that's why we're we're opening it up today. One eight seven seven nine six five two eight four four. If anyone wants to call the program today and weigh in on this new controversy, Neil, have yourself a great day, man. You too, Todd. You too, Paul, and you as well, Aaron. Okay, thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks. We're, he's not actually here. I don't, yeah, yeah, I, don't, he? I don't know. He's in the washroom. I, I told him to bring him, and I'm not sure what the holdup is. Uh, do you want me to poke my head out? Uh. Yeah, just poke your head out. One eight seven seven. I bet you our boss is talking to him. One eight seven seven nine six five two eight four four. We might as well talk about Tristan Thompson right now. This is, uh, you know, you're dating a Kardashian. You're dating a beautiful lady. Talking to our boss. Yeah, Ben, uh, yeah. our buddy. Uh, yeah, ben I told, Miners. I knew, I knew. He's giving him a briefing, which is not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah, of probably, probably going to help us a lot. Anyway. Did you tweet out, by the way? Yeah, I have tweeted oh, yeah. out. Okay. So we have the full uh, the list of comics. So yeah, you know so I just think up. it's a great, uh, yeah, I think it's an important discussion. Well, I they get promoted as yeah. well, which is Let's great. Let's call uh, Jean-Paul sure. right now. Yeah, call him here. I got his number right here. Okay, perfect. Jean-Paul, comedian, absolute beauty. Super good dude. Uh, we got about 10 minutes with him. Uh, and then we got to go and uh, do a call with Jeff Stevens, Spiro Magaris. Uh, the big show tonight that's causing a lot of controversy in town. We have the uh, one of the featured acts on it, Aaron Berg coasting. If he ever comes in, it's 420. Like, begin to think the guy doesn't even like me. What's going on with that? He likes everybody. Um, anyway, I'm just surprised Tristan Thompson. Two two big things. Would you cheat on a Kardashian? I guess, you know, it's ama- it's amazing to me that, that you know, you, you're with a beautiful, hardworking, successful woman, and, and then you go cheating on them. I don't get cheating. Why? John Paul didn't answer. Yeah, come back today. Let's go. Let's go. I got a. I got a show here. Come on, let's do this. What's going on? Let's uh, let's go, guys. Come on. What's going? You, you take my time for granted. I'm sorry, Todd. I was out being a, a Jewish person. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Aaron Berg. How, this is how, awesome. <laughs> I, you know, you're one of the few people that I miss uh, when I'm away from Toronto, and then I come back, and I'm like, I get to see Todd today, and it makes me so happy. What's up, man? How uh, are you? Blau, good to see Aaron. you. I haven't seen you guys since uh, Le Montreal Comedy Festival. Had a good house, Daddyhood treating you. So good. Look at, I got the hat with my daughter's name on it. I love that. Yeah, Piper. I- 
I, how do you so do you, you go? Do you sell that or you make that just in honor of her? I, I got it made for. Uh, I got one for myself and one for my wife who's in here now, and uh, but she she doesn't wear it. I got it as like a nice like look. We made a baby. Let's have this as a gift. She she hasn't worn it. She wore it once. Just I love, I'll wear it. I'll wear. It. I love I'll that hat. I'll send you her hat. Yeah, please, I'm gonna steal your hat. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. We do, the the baby's with my mom right now because we were gonna bring her, but we're hoping. There was some threats of violence for tonight's show, so I didn't want the baby to get rocks thrown That's at or anything. Smart thing. So, uh, Aaron Bergenton, by the way, you're, I wouldn't. You look like more ripped than I remember. Are I'm, you back? I'm way off season, bro. I feel really, really fat. You look great. No, if I took I, my shirt off, it's dead. But well, still, it's like yeah. it's impressive. I mean, look at me. Jeez. Yeah, but you have yeah. a great like Pilates body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I look like those douchebags who are in those movies teaching yoga, you like in those know. comedy movies. You look like a responsible homeowner. That's what you look I like. I am actually. You look like the cool neighbor. That's like I think that guy smokes marijuana or does edibles twice a month. <laughs> I'm a CBD user. I'm not even that risky. Uh, that's nice that you're in town. I can't believe this. There, there's, you know, but but Blau books you, and I'm just like, yeah, my boy Aaron Berg's in town, and I always joke with Blau. I'm like. Uh oh, Aaron Berg's in town. Like, because yeah. it's you, you're fun and and you're real and you you get to be real because you're you just you're a fucking comic and that's yeah. the one thing I'm jealous of. I work with sponsors, so I'm always kind of toeing the line a bit and you know I I'm careful and you've never been careful because you're you. But at the end of it, you have a fucking heart of gold and that's one thing I know about Aaron Gold. Thank you, Aaron Berg. Aaron uh, Gold. Yeah, the that's other my new Jew name for today. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Gold and the Goldish Dances. <laughs> Aaron Goldenberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I love you so much too, and it's always. So nice to see you, and we put up with Bilal, and it's uh, it's a it's a great thing. And like, I hope I'm not railroading here, but I figured you know I'll deal with this controversy in a very honest way, which is like a Bill Maher would do, and and sort of have people of all ethnicities, of all sexes, of all of all you know races, and like just talk about this shit because I don't really understand it. Is the truth? Yeah, I I, I, I like I, I'm a comedy lover, and I try to separate comedy's the one thing I try to separate from what would be real in this world, which is sadly there's racism. racism Racism. Sadly, there, there's uh, sexism. Sadly, you know, sadly, there's all this bullshit. Right. Uh, comedy is the one place I've always been very open-minded going, okay, it's just the comedy club. This is the place where it doesn't exist. It's just people having fun with stuff. Yeah, people are. I, look, uh, and you've seen my stand-up before, and I deal with everything. And if you don't know me and you don't see how it comes across and you don't hear the intonation, you're like, oh, this is horrible. How could he say that? But when I'm saying it in a room of 300 diverse people from all types of ethnicities, all types of socioeconomic statuses are laughing and not not giggling, not guffawing at TED Talk type feminism, but like crushing, laughing, holding their chest, all ages. There's something to be said, like if it's funny, it's funny. You don't have to agree with what I say, don't come to my show. But no one, when there was an attack and someone goes, you're not funny, and then I just wait to hear from, you know, whatever group, if it's like a woman that goes, you're not funny. As a woman, I don't find you funny. And then I have five great comedy bookers from New York City go, that is objectively untrue because we book you every week and you crush 99% of the time. So it's objectively untrue. So that doesn't phase me. When people go, you're not funny, I'm over that. I know I'm funny because I support a family being funny and I do stand-up comedy every day. Uh, so that doesn't uh, upset me. What does upset me is when people, when comics, and, and I'm going to use quotes around it, try to censor other comics for their own 
uh, gain. I don't understand what that is. I don't think hate speech is a good thing. I'm not a fan of hate speech, but if you're gonna tell me I can't make jokes about black people, I can't make jokes about gay people, I can't make jokes about lesbian, you're absolutely wrong. I can't do it at your show that you book where you have to be on your period to perform, but I'm allowed to say whatever I wanna say if it's funny. That, got, that turned into a big thing. No. That, I, that's what I really believe. Comedy's supposed to be the last bastion of free speech. I, I've always thought that, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, and I've never walked into a comedy club uh, and, 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 and gone in there and gone, oh, man. I've never done that. But I've done that at a dinner party. I've done that, you know, even some of my buddies sometimes who sometimes, you know, talk a little loud at a Raptor game. Like, oh, there's people behind us. And I'm a pretty abrasive guy, too. And, you know, I'm just I'm a little more careful in a comedy club. I've never cared because that's the whole point of going in there. And it's interesting there. You know, there was suicide in our family last year. And it was a very probably the most tragic event of my life. Right. Right. right? And I remember thinking there was a con there was a comedian uh, a few months ago, you know, just having his way with like how dumb suicide is and ripping into it and making yeah. a ton of people laugh. And I remember thinking to myself, my God, that is hurting me right now. But I would be so hypocritical right now if that's the one thing that I take away from this that I find offensive. So I like I purposely said, I have to be accountable to what I think about how comedy should be and not take this in an offensive manner and just realize he's actually making people laugh. It just hit me right now. Uh, and it might hit me differently in a few months from now. Yeah, but... Uh, you have a tremendous amount of self-awareness. You're also very educated about comedy, and, and I think that there's a changing playing field. And I'm going to also put this out there. I get it. I'm becoming an older man, and I understand as a white man, and I'm Jewish, by the way, so I'm By the way, we're really the biggest white. minority out there. Like, yeah. like, like statistically speaking, we're actually the biggest minority out there. Who's you, we? Jew, Jewish people. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we should get these torches <laughs> and pants. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, we, are we really the biggest? I don't know if we're the biggest there minority. Is, you no, there's only there's, well, there's only ten or eleven million of us. There's, we must have lost a few of us, like we, somewhere. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> somehow, I think something happened in the. There was there was a time. Some, I don't read I don't anything past okay, last yeah. week's Dow Jones report. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's uh, there, there is a changing playing field, and I understand that. And I don't want to say young. I don't want to generalize in any way, shape, or form. I understand that comics that are. Um, inclusive, uh, people of color, uh, queer comedians. I think you're allowed to say queer. They, I think that they are anally unaware. Uh, people of, <laughs> thanks, Bilal. I like when you cover your face and you go <laughs> such dishonor. Um, the, the, I understand that there's a changing playing field and I understand that these people are finding their audience and they're making their audience laugh, but the stand-up that I grew up doing was to go into a room full of strangers and make those strangers laugh and if you got funny, you were able to justify joking about anything and, and, and that's where I'm at. Nothing's off the table for comedy. You can do your blogs about whatever you want. I don't even know if people blog anymore. I sound like, an, you get off my lawn with your Facebook. But it's like, uh, we're gonna make fun of whatever we wanna make. But the comics on the show tonight are all phenomenal, phenomenal comics. It's Alan Park, who you knew was like one of the top political comics in Canada, was on Air Force. Big Dar fan, I'm a Darren big fan Frost, of Alan Park. who's very angry and very fat. And uh, who else? J.J. Lieberman was supposed to be on the show. Yeah. And he got so outraged that it was, no, he didn't. He got fired from Yuck Yucks. That's, <laughs> That's why he's, he's not, not on the not show. On. Peter Anthony's on the Peter show. Peter Anthony's a great comic. But so, I, so I did an interview with Now Magazine today. I told them exactly what I was saying. And I go, J.J. Uh, Lieberman, who's a gay comic, he's not on the show because he had another show planned. And she goes, J.J. left the, you know, made it look like he was outraged. So it, uh. it's, um, 
the the media, I guess the much more progressive media, the the weekly media is trying to make it look like a thing. CBC hit me up and City hit me up and I was after now I was like I'm not going to talk to these people. I'm going to go talk to Todd. Appreciate and, it, man. Uh, so. White guys matter. Yuck yucks tonight. Let's go on. Let's uh we're going to go we to put on Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. Yeah, yeah, you know Jean-Paul, right? Like a JP a comedian. Oh, yes, lovely French man. He's the prime minister. Bonjour Jean-Paul, comment allez-vous? Ce soir Aaron Berg et maintenant tu parles à moi. My my French is not as good as yours. Fuck you. Is that how you say fuck you? Eh, pourquoi? How are you, JP? I'm good, man. How you doing, baby? I'm good. Uh, JP, I sort of like, you know, what I did is I, I uh, railroaded Berg here because I know he didn't care. Uh, and I, I thought, know. you know, let's have, let's have like these healthy discussions today about like, is this comedy show worth being a controversial event? And if not, and I just know that comics are typically the most candid people in the world. So they're the best representatives to talk about this kind of thing, as opposed to a media who just wants to push an agenda or get a story or get clicks on their website. Uh, JP, have you heard of the show tonight? Uh, how could I have not heard? It's been on my thread for the last three fucking days. Uh, you know, it's and, and, and I mean, so here's here's my thing. I'm I'm good person and bad person to ask because uh, I have two kids, so I've been I've been hit with the sensitive the sensitive gene now. Huh. Uh, but at the same time, I'm still a comedian. So the the balance I have with this is I get why people are upset uh, because. I don't even want to say the hot button because I don't want to make it sound. But one of the the, the biggest issues that, is, that at least has taken place in 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 my community or the black community is the whole Black Lives Matter, and a lot of people take that seriously, you know, and and almost feel like. Um, and I think the way a lot of people, and and I'm also starting to understand the word triggered, um, which was something I never even remotely knew about, um, you know, but. A, a, People are triggered by certain things, and and it and it takes them back to a place. And and a lot of people in our community are are, are, are dare I say triggered at you know they, they look that this might be kind of those guys taking the piss or not giving a shit at the seriousness of you know black people being killed, uh, being you know accosted or shot by the police, and um, you know so so I kind of understand from from that aspect. But also what, from a comedian's point of view, the way I see shit is comedians should be at least given the, for the most part, the benefit of the doubt to at least uh, poke, not poke, bring light, bring light and and discuss two sides. It's almost like uh, comedic debate. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, cool. Here's what's happening uh, but here's the other side of that. Like, I, I also don't think comedians have to only be one way and joke about one thing. Um, but there should be a balance as to, okay, here's your point to counter the other point kind of thing. So I don't know if I answered anything or I'm just rambling on at this It's point. pretty much a ramble. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a ramble, but I can tell you're driving and I can hear your windshield wipers going, so it's... Uh... So you're, you're doing, I, I miss you, first of all. I understand your concern. I understand the parallel between Black Lives Matter and white guys matter. Um, but, the, yeah, oh, well, I'll just adjusted my wiener. Uh, yeah. But, what, JP, what we're making fun of more than anything is not a, not a take on a hot-button political topic, but more so the state of the 
comedy industry right now because, like, the hiring practices, I don't know if it's similar in Canada, but I'm going to guess it where, like, there's a lot of quotas. And it's basically, you know, as old white guys, we're mocking our whining, saying, hey, what about us? We're still funny. So we're seeing a lot of people. I, I completely get that, but I, what, I don't think that is what's getting across. Right. Like I said, it goes back to the whole triggered word. And don't say, stop saying that word. Oh, you said triggered. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I mean is people aren't seeing past the title. They're not seeing past that, and they're not given any context. And I think that's, I think for the, and, and that's pretty much what I hate about today's society and today's generation is that uh, the art of context is completely lost on people, and they don't know the difference between what this means and what that means. And, and I, I just think people see what it is uh, as far as the title goes. And you explaining to me what you just explained to me makes perfect sense. And I get it. Right. Um, J- time, you know, JP, you're on my show a couple weeks ago and we talked about that. And I wonder often if it's maybe even a generational thing. Like we're all guys in our, in our mid forties and, and older now. Right. And, and we're used to, like, discussion. We're, we're used to looking guys in the, or ladies in the eye. We're, we're used to having, like, long-form conversation and figuring the shit out. Whereas, you know, and, and this younger generation, what I'm noticing is, you're right, they see a headline and they react to the headline. Right. There's so much more substance to that. And that's what actually drives me crazy. There's so much now lost in translation. And it's like, you know, if people are mad at the show, it's, it's, it's almost as if they're assuming now that Aaron Berg or anyone else on the show is, A, a racist. They They've never hung out with a black person. Right. Uh, B, they hate women. They're women. You know, I see your wife right next to me, so I have a feeling you don't hate women. Oh, <laughs> you haven't seen what we've been doing in therapy. I blocked my wife on Facebook today. That's a true story. I was about to block my wife two weeks I, ago. I That's phenomenal. Today. I was going to do that. I, I'm so envious of you right now. I'm sorry, I don't know yeah. if it's going to go well tonight. But <laughs> it just happened like two hours ago. Um, anyway, uh, and, and, like, and I, I do wonder if it's a generational thing, because to sit and talk, and I'll tell you another thing. JP, I appreciate you joining us. And we have other comics coming on. Ashley Moffat, who I absolutely love. She'll be here. Uh, Alan, uh, Alan Shane Lewis is going to join us. And uh, Abdul, Abdul Butt. But a lot of comics declined coming on today. Yeah. Comics who were posting about this stuff on Facebook, too. They didn't want to come on. And one of the things I maybe kind of understood was they didn't want to sort of help promote the show. But I'm like, listen, there's still going to be people going to the show. And if yeah. anything, if you make a good argument or, like, you know, have some fun with it, too, you're going to get a new someone coming to your next show. So it works for everybody. Yeah. And, and, the, and I just I was sort of surprised that they would rather do it in a form without giving it context. Just a quick post as opposed to, like, really having this conversation. And that that's I thought that's the bigger crime in a way. Right. It's it is like it. a knee-jerk response where a lot of people that came after me, they were they were gearing up to come after me, and they were all, they're attaching their own narratives to it. I did a trans tweet a few days ago that was about drugs in sports, where it was this trans guy and his testosterone levels were, and I go, oh look at this, guy, look at this lady. The guy broke his elbow, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. funny. It's a girl, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. a girl. Yeah, you're in trouble oh, sorry, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, but geez, it, yeah. if you don't laugh at those pictures, there's something wrong with you. Like the girl dropping 120. Kids. It's hilarious. So I go, oh, this girl, now she will have to never weightlift again. And people are like, this is transphobic. I go, do you know the whole story about, like, the testosterone levels? And they go, no. Maybe you should put that in your tweet. And I'm like, maybe you should research it before you get offended. Like, this knee-jerk response to get offended by comics. 
by comics. And I'm going to say this, and you're not going to like it. Some of the comics aren't comics. Like, I read the Now Magazine thing, and they're like, a freelance makeup artist slash video editor slash sketch writer stands up. To, I'm like, it's not a stand-up comic. I'll talk to stand-up comics that are pro stand-up comics that make a living, and if they have varying viewpoints, let's talk about it. I don't need to talk about a girl that dabbled on amateur night and then decided she'd be better off doing makeup on sci-fi It's like pictures. saying Balau's a comic for doing this one night. Yuck, yuck. Yeah, no, no. Did he really? It was not good. How, what would you do? Just Aziz Ansari? Just goes finger people's throats? I, I, that would have been better. Yeah. Much better. Didn't go well? No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, JP, sorry to interrupt. Uh, JP, we'll, we'll wrap it up here because we have a couple calls too, but uh, what, what were you thinking? So basically what I'm saying is, is, is getting back to the whole context and, and the, the, the generation we live in, which is a bunch of clickbait and people aren't, and I agree with, with Aaron, but people aren't doing the research. And that's, and that's just the proven fact. But what also this lends to is the people that aren't doing the research that ends up drawing the type of people that exactly that you don't want at these shows that mm. don't give a shit about people of color or, or trans or queer people or, or Jews, or, or you name it, you know what I mean? Anybody that isn't white. So what you're basically doing is whistleblowing and say, hey, this is a safe space for you guys to come. And so those may not be the people that you are advertising towards or want to come to the shows, but if they come to the shows, they're thinking, yeah, man, fuck it, this is us, man, we got something. And, and, and I, you laugh, but that's the reality of the world we live in today. Yeah. Now, can I ask you this, JP? Because I don't get I don't get home to Canada very often, so I see a very different thing in New York City, and and I'm and I'm very aware that Canada is hypersensitive now. Uh, I I live in New York in Astoria, which is the most diverse. Uh, you know, it's in the most diverse borough in New York. So. I, to, to me, racism isn't a thing there. It's some, I mean, we read about it on a day-to-day -day basis, but most of the crime in New York is not, like, race-oriented. It may not be race-oriented, but uh, um, America has perfected racism, so but let's not... New York not is not typical America, let me say that, and I'm going to go yeah, out on a ledge there. New York is extremely left um, and, and closer to Canada, I think, than the, the rest of the United States. It's still America, so let's let's not for let's not play that fucking game where it's like, well, New York is way different than the. I agree it, to certain degrees, but uh, even I have still experienced, and I don't even live there. Uh, you know, from traveling from Brooklyn to Manhattan, have experienced some good old drive-by niggerings. You know what Whoa. I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, terrible, man. That's uh, you know, and I think that you know, uh, and. <laughs> For me, what it is is sometimes you surround yourselves around company. Like when you're when you're when you're kind of like a very accepting person. I think sometimes you don't maybe see what other people do see and still are like, which is sad. And you know, for me, I've never once thought of anyone as 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 being any different than me. Never. And I grew up because I went to a school in North York where all I grew up was was Chinese, black people, Jewish people, white people. You know, like and we all just were. It reminded me. I always say it reminded me of Stranger Things how I grew up. It was just like a bunch of kids yeah. having fun, like looking for aliens and stuff. We didn't we didn't think any different of anyone other. And I've never thought that way in my life. So that's you know sometimes when people think that way, we're we're almost naive to how there could still be. Because it's fucked up that there could be that kind of, as you say, people okay, driving people by and dropping in bombs. Yeah, we're, I, I, I'm still surprised in 2018 that people are bothered by someone who just happens to look different than them. Like, like, and, and I and I get that it's more their problem than anyone else's problem, but 
you know, the fact that they have zero fear expressing themselves and potentially uh, harming someone, whether it be verbally or physically or intimidating, you know, that, that's, that's a sense of terrorism in itself, man. But no one ever really talks about that shit. So I, I get why some people might be bothered at the fact that you guys, without giving the show context, uh, is inviting those type of people who aren't doing the research either. And it's all clickbait shit. And he's like, yeah, man, let's go there and do our thing. So I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I, I, I err on the side of comedy, and I like comedy to grow as an art. And I think we can't be shackled when it comes to that. So, well said. Yeah. Oh. Uh, JP, I love it, man. Uh, John Paul Comedy. Go and follow him. Absolute beauty. You do love any you shows? You want, you want to do any shows? You want to plug if people don't want to see a bunch of racists on stage tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing Kill the Jews at the Ajax Auditorium. JP, why would you say that? <laughs> I'm driving right now and I got a, oh, there's a synagogue. Oh, God damn, I hate them. They smell with the curls. JP, we still, you're still there. <laughs> I like the fact that I, apparently I've grown up in the South in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the tools in us. <laughs> the whole look at them, raising rents. <laughs> uh, but uh, next week I'm headlining all week at uh, the same yuck yucks that these guys are performing at. If uh, they haven't burned it down. With all <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, JP. Love you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, that was great. Let's take See a quick... Week, bro. Uh, we gotta, we gotta, like, we're gonna take a break from this, and then we'll break. We're gonna kind of revisit it between five and six hour here live on the show. Um, but but let's take a quick call, and then we're gonna do a blockchain report. We're gonna kind of just get away from it in a cool. moment. Uh, just talk about the future of this world and where we're going. And soon we're gonna be. Uh, soon we're we're gonna have to all come together anyway because AI is taking over. Okay, people. Yeah. Uh, who, is this John from Michigan? John, how you doing, buddy? I am doing very well, Todd. I'm so glad you have the Aaron Berg on heard you so many times on Canada Laughs, and uh, Aaron, the highest compliment I think I could possibly give you is I believe you are the Canadian Don Brickles. Uh, thank uh, you very much. I appreciate it. Every, everything is fair game with you, and I will say this. I saw Don Rickles three years, uh, three years ago, and I actually sat next to a gay uh, couple from Australia who laughed harder at, than probably anybody in that crowd and they had been waiting to see Don Rickles forever. That was on their bucket list. Oh, jeez. Did you uh, catch anything sitting next to them? Or are you okay? See, this is a, this is, this is not, <laughs> we're not all laughing at that stuff. See, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Uh, Aaron Burke. Yeah. I'm, I'm German, Aaron. My people killed your people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I just laughed at a Holocaust joke. What's humor happening? Uh, now the Jews have been you, too. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I, I appreciate the call. Where did yeah. you see Rickles? Uh, so I'm at uh, Firekeepers in Battle Creek, Michigan. Yeah. I, on my too. Had you ever seen but, Rickles, uh, Aaron? No, he was no. on my bucket list. I wanted to see him, but I'm thinking Cosby tickets are dropping in price. So I want to catch Cosby before he's done. I heard he's got some stuff that's happening online. He's starting Aaron, a podcast. Real quick, I assume most, Aaron, real quick, I assume most of your stuff is pretty much off the cuff, right? Yeah, I, I uh, freestyle most of it, and then I got a f few lines that I'll throw in whenever I can, but I try to improvise and make something new every day. Simply amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. If we can't laugh at ourselves, then we're fucked. I appreciate yeah, the call. Thank you, man. Thanks, John. 
Oh, I'm the most annoying caller. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love the way you guys, it feels like that was set up where you're like, let's get him a nice one. <laughs> and then, let's get this angry Black Lives Matter trans lesbian. No, well, uh, let's let's take a break from all this. Aaron Berg's in town from New York doing the show tonight at Yuck Yucks that everyone's talking about. They just uh, did a big article of it in Now Magazine uh, called White Guys Matter with Peter Anthony and Alan Park and, and uh, Darren Frost. Uh, let's take a quick break uh we appreciate everyone being here today and we have our friends over from data metrics we're going to just talk some uh some biz we're going to talk uh, future technology and uh big influencer he tweets out some of the most fascinating articles of where this world is going uh spiros mcgaris is going to join us as well thanks for hanging out with us back in a second you're listening to the todd shapiro show catch us every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m eastern on canada laughs channel 168 for more information about the show, go to the ToddShapiroShow.com. And you can listen live and anytime on demand via the Sirius XM app. You're listening to the Todd Shapiro Show. Continue listening until you get further instructions from me. I'm Andy Kindler. I didn't say Andy Kindler every time. Does it matter? That's all good. Okay. I'm still Andy Kindler. Without delay, the block. Okay, how's it going? Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Uh, Aaron Berg, uh, listen, take Aaron Berg with a grain of salt. The guy's got a big heart, okay? Uh, he'll be back here in a moment, and we're just going to thank some sponsors. We got my buddy Jeff Stevens from Data Metrics on the program, and Spiros Magueros is going to join us as well with Jeff. And thank you to VonChrysler.com. Go to VonChrysler.com and look for any type of vehicle over at VonChrysler.com, including the Fiat that they have now under their sort of parent company, Jeeps or uh, Dodge Caravans. They got the Dodge Rams, some beauty there. Great deals going on too. As sort of the newer models come in, you know, some of the older models have wonderful deals on them and it's just a great way to save some money on a car. And Von Chrysler will make sure they get you a car anywhere in Canada. VonChrysler.com. Thanks to Veritas Vodka, V-I-R-I-T-U-S Vodka.com. Veritas Vodka or VeritasSpirits.com actually. Now this is a gluten-free 100% celiac safe vodka available at the LCBOs and a uh, really interesting story he was a, a, he's a kid really 24 years old he created his own vodka company when he found out he couldn't have anything to do with gluten because he was a celiac guy uh, had celiac disease invented his own vodka got the financing behind it and now it's uh, obviously selling very well but it it's really catered to everyone so don't just think that it's only catered to those who need to be gluten-free it's a very smooth vodka containerbuilt.ca if you're looking for an affordable eco-friendly modern living space containerbuilt.ca will provide that for you these are shipping containers that are converted it's amazing what they can do with them with the decks and sliding doors and big windows really awesome it's kind of like adult lego you can stack them you can do all sorts of wonderful things with containerbuilt.ca so thank you so much to them and their entire company and working with them and again if you're looking for something that's really neat like a studio up back or something on your land up north go to containerbuilt.ca and constructionresumes.com don't forget if you're looking for work or maybe you have a contract work and it's done in four months or three weeks you want to go and submit your resume to constructionresumes.com because you never know when there's going to be a company on that website that's looking for your skilled work and then they're going to hire you and get you into your next position or your only position if you're completely out of work right now. So we're trying to help out with constructionresumes.com. Without delay, the Blockchain Report, sponsored by Datametrics. 
For more information, go to datametrics.com. Always look forward to these weekly chats to find out where the world is going and uh, really prove how simple we all are. You get a bunch more uh, educated people in the program than us. And two of them join us today, including Jeff Stevens, the president and CEO of datametrics.com, and uh, our friend Spiros McGarrows, who we haven't talked to in quite some time. Uh, how you doing, guys? Oh, great to be on the show. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having us on again, Todd. And Spiros, where are you? Because you're, like, uh, you're, a, you're a jet setter. Yeah, because sometimes, but I'm not in Switzerland before I travel to London, but I'm in Switzerland now. In Switzerland, excellent. Excellent. Jeff, you, where are you? I am uh, in an Uber on my way to the airport, just leaving the office in Montreal. <laughs> so I've got uh, Nexology for the last two days and heading back to Toronto. Awesome, nexology.com. And uh, I, Spiros, I hear you laughing. Are you laughing at, at, at Uber? No, 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 I'm just laughing because uh, Jeff is always on the run. I mean, the guy works so hard, though. That's why I'm laughing. He's always somewhere, traveling from one place to another. So. Hey, so uh, Spiros, is, uh, when are, when are uh, robots taking over? I'm not sure robots will take over, but uh, I think they will enhance our lives. I mean, we see that everywhere. I mean, robots are here to stay, AI, machine learning, and the robots. I, I'm not afraid of robots at all. I think uh, companies that are in that space or AI, machine learning, are in a good position to take advantage of the opportunities coming in the future. I saw you tweet out, though, that an article that robots one day will have feelings and they'll be sensitive. Is it, you know, we're, we're dealing with, a, with, a, with sort of a controversy on today's program uh, where a lot of people's feelings, are, you know, are getting involved. Is, is this true? You think robots will have feelings? No, not really, but they probably they will sense more <laughs> of our feelings and react accordingly. You know, it's more a reaction to our how we express ourselves or how we behave, and then we react on our patterns. And when maybe we feel like you know the movie Her uh, with Phoenix, uh, where we 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 will feel like they have feelings, like like we have a love affair with our car. That's the kind of feelings they have. No, but will they be able to detect things like facial recognition or if you're slumping over oh, or an energy? Like, is, it, is, that, is that sort of where you're getting at? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's going to come sooner than later where they, where they can read our uh, what we they can read our expressions and what we probably think. Or if we lie or don't lie, I think that's going to come easy, uh, fast. Wow. When, you think about, when you think about it, Todd, like anything AI-related, it's all on the data set that that AI is trained on. So, you know, if it's trained on a clean data set, then then it's, it's set perfectly. But if it's trained on, on a data set that, that isn't clean and it's got a bias to it, then, you know, then that AI, whether it's a robot or whatever the, the tool set is, is going to be biased based on that data set. Yeah, yeah. well said, Jeff, yeah. I, I, I'm just thinking that it'll be good, I mean, it'll be good for, uh, to, you know, to... It would be good for marriages. Like you find out if you, you know someone's cheating on somebody. You, know, you just get this AI bot. You, you put them there, and they, and they, they the, you know what I'm saying? It's good for that. It's good for. It's like a smart contract. It'll be good for everybody. <laughs> Maybe. Sounds good. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to, Spiros? <laughs> I'm not up to anything, but I'm just, uh, you know, edging my pants. <laughs> um, what's uh, any any latest uh, new developments in the data metrics world and, and sort of advancements and things you're doing as a company? Yeah, thanks for asking, Todd. We've uh, we've been pretty active. Uh, we've got Graph Blockchain, which we're in the process of uh, taking that public, and uh, everything's been submitted to the Ontario Securities Commission. So 
we're hopefully, you know, four weeks or so away from having that as a standalone public company trading on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Um, so we're excited about that. The new president who you met on the phone uh, last week, Peter Kim, uh, leading the way on, on that charge. So things are going well there. As I said, I'm just uh, just leaving Nexology. Had a great day today with the team, all the developers, uh, actually training on the tool set. So getting the old president and CEO comfortable with the tool set and, and more familiar with sort of the operation side of things. So that was a great opportunity to uh, really sort of roll up the sleeves and understand what the product is that we're selling and, and also how the how our customers are using it. So really cool. And are you doing some crypto mining now? Is that in place? Yeah, so we just announced that. Michael Frank, who's uh, heading up Loan and Blockchain with Darcy Taylor as the president, uh, they just announced that uh, they commenced uh, mining both in China and in uh, Quebec now. So uh, that's our pilot scale mining. So we're still, we're still testing our systems and ensuring that everything's working properly. And then uh, from there, uh, raise some capital and expand it to, uh, you know, a larger scale mining and, and take it from there. So we're, a lot of things happening. Very excited about all sort of all ventures in the stable. So if you're mining in, in, in China, wasn't there some sort of like, you know, fears that you might not be able to, to mine in China, but that's happening? Yeah, so that's part of the pilot scale thing is to sort of put some of that at rest. Uh, China banned uh, ICOs and, and the uh, trading platforms, but not the mining platforms. And uh, as you know from previous conversations, we have a relationship with Gosun Holdings, which is publicly traded, and they own 60-plus data hosting centers. And they work with Alibaba, Tencent, China Telecom, all the big names. So we're in those facilities, so we're regulated, we're, we pay taxes. Uh, we're sort of in the environment that the Chinese government wants that the mining to take place. So we're sort of proving up the model and providing comfort to everyone that you're able to do that in China, despite, you know, the rumors and rhetoric of everyone's pulling out. That's not the case. Oh, congrats, man. I'm, I'm happy to hear that's all going well. Hey, Spiros, you think we can invent a robot to be funny? Yeah, probably, you know, for some people, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I guess comedy is subjective, right? Uh, very much so, very much so, yeah. But, I mean, uh, come back to the other Madwicks. Uh, I mean, they, they, they're they probably in the right space. So if you look at mining and, uh, I mean, now digital currency got a little hurt, but you see a lot of smart money going back into digital currency like George Soros and other big investors. I think we've probably seen a bottoming of uh, the correction of digital currencies. So uh, mining uh, will be hot. I think it uh, will be a hot space to be. And, uh, you know, and I think that's uh, very yeah. promising. Hey, listen, I dipped back into, uh, I bought some Ethereum a couple of days ago. I dipped back in, hadn't been in it in a couple of months. So uh, I also sort of felt that way. Um, you know, just, just. And I hear a lot of people start buying and try, uh, buying at the bottom. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to go where it's been before, but I think we've, it's, it, it, it's, if you look at the market, we sense a bottom of the correction. Yeah, no, that was that was sort of my thoughts on this for sure. Um, well, that's a great effect of a lot of things like blockchain mining and in general. I think yeah, it's a good time to be in. Well, thanks, gents. Uh, always appreciate the updates and uh, always interesting to know where it's going to go and sort of what we're doing. And uh, so great to be a part of, uh, you know, this big data metrics family and everything you guys are doing to sort of push the future forward. Uh, appreciate it again, Jeff Stevens and Spiros Magaris. Uh, guys, have a great afternoon. Thanks, hey, thanks, thanks for having us on. Bye bye. Spiros, thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye bye. Thanks. Aaron Berg, sir, you could have jumped in there, man. You could have. You could have. I, you know, my yeah. my uh, knowledge on the uh, 
interior of the Bitcoin universe is uh, dwindling. Now, I'm friends with James Altucher, who is uh, a very well-known podcaster in New York, several times over a millionaire and lost it, and he's a big uh, Bitcoin versus gold guy. But he's really nerdy, and to sit around and talk with him, you know, it takes a lot out of you. But great guy. Uh, Part owner of Stand Up New York now. (laughs) I, um, you know, what's funny is I'm, I'm, I'm actually intrigued by both gold right now and Bitcoin, and and what people are doing sort of with with both those. But you know, I don't think either are going away. Um, I really don't. I you know, I think I think gold will always go up in value, and I, I believe that Bitcoin will. T- I actually do believe that Bitcoin will too. So you yeah. know, but you mentioned the Dow, Dow Jones. Do you trade it all? Like, are you? Do you I mess around on that Dow a little bit. I mess you, with that you Dow. Mess, you get that it? Dow very volatile <laughs> right now. It's a crazy. Ba- it's crazy. Yeah. We sat next to a finance guy on the plane. Uh, WestJet, lovely people by the way. Uh, daughter Pood took five wipes to clean it. But we're on, and uh, this guy works in finance, and I go, this Dow is volatile. I'm just dropping buzzwords. Sure. So sure. I can talk with him. That's what I do all the time. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I go, and my wife is like, uh, Trump, you think uh, helping or hurting? He's like, oh, hurting, definitely. Uh, bottom line, and NASDAQ down. And then I was like, just fell asleep a little bit. Our money's all going to be fine. We're going to go more conservative with our investments in about six months. And then, uh, you know, buy some property, probably in Jersey. Prop, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Own, own. Own. You, you own. I own. You, are, you own in Toronto now. Everybody knows you got at least a million five kicking around you can't you can't buy anything in old parkdale for under like 1.2 it's for no listen my house is probably worth two mil it's crazy like yeah it's, 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 this I, is it's mental you shouldn't say that on the radio that uh, poor guy is driving to michigan he's gonna go off the side <laughs> of the road but you know but i wouldn't like you know for me to even conceive that conceive that it's it's wild to me like to think that one day i would have owned a home worth that much money with never real, i was just very smart with all my investments right. that's why i own a home like that and don't get me wrong i carry a pretty big fucking mortgage before yeah. you know all the I thought you were going to say a wiener. I carry yeah, no. a big wiener got, just in my, case anybody comes my, by. My mortgage is huge, and I still think my wiener might be bigger. <laughs> it's horrible that you have a huge mortgage. I want to keep my monthly payments as low as possible, but then if you're smart, you go with a bigger mortgage, and you keep your money making more money than it is. Nobody knew Toronto was going to blow up like this. I mean, it's a wonderful city in that regard. We're like... 10 or 15 years ago, you could have bought a house for 300 grand and now it's worth like 1.8. Listen, I've I've leveraged money on borrowing money for for homes and always flipped condos every three, four years and 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 done very well. Like I, I don't mind just being honest. Like that's how that's yeah. how I made a lot of my money. Yeah. I, I, bought, made I would my buy my first chunk of money buying a pre-construction condo and then I sold it like a year and a half later. Toronto is great for making money in real estate. Great. It was. I don't know uh, now. You know, I think now in in I have this debate with people all the time. I, I don't know if it's gonna you'll get the return as quick, but you know, and ask us in 10 years that you're if you own property or don't think you can afford property now if you can somehow in your mind wrap your around yourself around affording it for the next 10 years and whatever you got to give up just to afford it you'll be fine 10 years from now. that's no right doubt. this and other real estate information tonight at white guys matter we teach you how to invest like an old school white guy no like pitbull did you see this pitbull and sylvester stallone they go around on these real estate expos and they give like pitbull was just doing this thing it's fucking hilarious actually uh like i have people, to go see you just named two of my favorite people in the world. This is like my Burning Man. Where? When can I go see this? I think there's Pitbull one, and Stallone together. It's you know it's fucking. I think there's one coming to Toronto soon, which is oh. very funny. Pitbull and I was reading this thread. Uno, dos, tres, buy property. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you better, you better go down and buy. Uh, you buy something you fix up, and you buy that, and then you, you fix it up in the south side of Philadelphia. I didn't rape nobody. Uh, Bilal, stop being so serious. It's a comedy show. You live in Canada. It's lovely.
Oh, I found the thread. This is this guy Sean Craig was talking about. Pitbull now tells us that if we made fun of babies, they would never learn to walk or stop crying. But instead, we teach babies. It's like, like the, the, yeah. a guy did a breakdown, and then it, and then he was and then Pitbull just like breaks out into a, into a concert. Come on! I swear to God, I know go you want me. <laughs> I, uh, Pitbull's amazing. What an entity. He's no Bruno Mars. I'm going to tell you that. Bruno Mars. The Bruno best, Mars man. is amazing. He's the fucking greatest. Didn't people go after Bruno Mars three weeks ago for appropriating black culture, even though he's like a little bit black and he's Jewish, and people got upset with him for appropriating black culture? I didn't see that. Did they? Yeah, really. They did. Yeah. Come on. They Bruno went Mars. At, they went at Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Like the nicest guy on the planet. So nice. Oh. What an entity. Since Michael Jackson, who are you going to tell me? Better than Bruno Mars. Who? Bilal? What? Some no Bollywood idea. dude dancing behind a no, tree? No, no, not at all. Those guys talking are about now. chutney? No. This guy. <laughs> Bilal doesn't want to laugh. This, these are the types of laughs I like when he doesn't want to laugh and then you make yeah. him laugh because it's so funny. You know he knows great? it's wrong. Well, you know what's great about Bilal? He, he's oh. actually, you're like the most, you got the thickest skin of everyone I've ever mm. met in my life. And, he, and he's... It, it, unassumingly, right? Because you, you know, people might judge you because mm. you look, you look like you could beat the shit out of you, like really easily. Like, yeah. to be honest. Uh, but you're so tough. You're mm. tough-minded, and you, you see, you see things for what they are, which is, yeah. which is, you don't take offense to anything, really. No, nope. yeah. not really. Did they teach you that when you grew up in Markham? <laughs> Where did you grow up? No, no, I grew up uh, in Oakville, actually. Yeah. So the nice, you know, the nice side of Lakeshore, uh, Lakeshore lines. His dad's yeah. a heart surgeon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The money on this kid? Oh, you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Where are you going to buy property below? Um, maybe west of the city. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, do you care about the uh, this because you're Muslim? No, it's just and, and, and you're like, strict Muslim. Like you don't eat no, bacon. You don't I eat the, you my don't, spots. You don't I've drink. Eaten some bacon. You don't. You don't I smoke. Don't the, you don't I've smoke the drank. marijuana. Yeah. Although I've, I got we got I got a contact tie. You got high ones. You're ruining this guy's life. You will be a doctor like me one day, son. And he's like, no, I'm getting high trying stand up comedy with my friend Toddy Tickles. <laughs> Who is this Toddy Tickles, and why is he over at the house after dark? <laughs> not, the first time, mouth. not the first time uh, I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you got about this white um, guy's matter? You know, like, it- I, I get, I, you know what, I think it's it's very very smart marketing, first. I, I don't have any issue with it, but like I was thinking about this. You know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing, they just forgot about, uh, I'm going to say, brown people. We've just kind of been relaxing, and after that whole Muslim ban, we're like, you know what, We've just been, we're just happy that it's not... You know, it's not coming back to us. So I'm, uh, I have no problem with it. I don't know. I actually don't know. What you well, I'll just about. spoke out and yeah. he said Black Lives Matter is a sham. That's yeah. what no, I no, gathered I, I'm from I'm just that. saying I'm glad I'm not, I don't really, like, I don't really have a, like, it's white lives matter, black lives matter, but everybody's just forgetting about the, the brown lives. So we're, we're just happy we, you know, we're not being accused of anything or, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just happy to lay low. So I, I have no problem with Can it. Can we say, and as someone that lives in America, I'm very hyperly aware of the history of racism in the United States of America. So black lives matter is a very important thing. And I would never say, uh, I would never throw around that all lives matter thing, except when I talk to myself in the mirror. Uh, but that's it. I'm crushing in here today. This is so much fun. Bilal, were you offended by the notion of the show? And let me ask you this. When you see the type of comedy I do, which is what I'm doing right now, you think it's funny or do you think it's hateful? No, no. I've seen you at Just for Laughs. I think it's really funny. I think it's really, really funny. I think it's some of the funniest stuff uh, I saw at all of Just for Laughs. And I went to about four different shows. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you ever feel, Aaron, and then let's line up the next call. Uh, Who's going to be the first caller? I think it's Abdul Uh, Butt. Yeah, let's get get Abdul Butt. No, it's Alan J. Lewis. My bad. Yeah, let's let's get Alan on the program.
Uh, yeah, I, this is a question I've always wondered, and, and I because I think I do it on the radio show a lot, where and I have the ability to do that because it's like, a, I'm not a funny guy, but b, I have two hours to talk every day, where I justify things, like I'll 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 I'll, I'll give context to things. Do you do you feel the need now sometimes in comedy, even in your world, where 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 you are fun and you you go after everyone, like like our caller said, an equal opportunity offender type right. of thing, like Rickles used to do. But do you do you feel the need now to take time to justify it to 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 show that, hey, wait a second, I have, I'm married, I have friends, I'm of all. Do you ever do that? Um, I know, I know that in my brand. I don't have to justify my jokes. I don't. I put my stuff out there, and people are welcome to respond however they want. And I know a lot of people get offended, and a lot of people like what I do. And I'm not, I'm not for everybody. I know that, but I don't, I don't get involved. All the Facebook stuff. I'm not going to go in and defend what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing is funny and I get, look, dude, I like the fact that people are provoked. I like the fact that we're opening up conversation. That I dig, it's kind of a cool thing. I wish it didn't have to happen over the name of a comedy show and I didn't name the comedy show. Kevin Brennan named the comedy show. Kevin would be here but he's in New York. So it's Kevin Brennan's show, I'm doing it and that's it. Uh, I, and I and I like that. And it's interesting, you know. We're, we're gonna have uh, Alan Shane Lewis join us, but a lot of people. I asked a lot of people who who wanted the Facebook battle, but didn't want to talk about it. And I kind of found that a little bit interesting. Didn't want to come on the show is what I'm saying. And and that's back to earlier. Just talk about these fucking things. You're like, absolutely right. Like, Open conversation is so much is lost when you're arguing online because of intonation and because of the brevity and because you have other stuff to do. Sit down and talk about it, and I'll talk about it with anybody. And to be honest, this happens in relationships. Like it's not just you're not just. I'm not talking to comedy show. Last night I was uh, I, I my my wife came home late, and I think I was like chirping her because she was texting me when she was home downstairs, and I was already upstairs. Yeah. In my huge two, $2 million, million dollar house, <laughs> the elevator was down, yeah. and she couldn't get up. No, Literally, I'm like, I was I'm like, angered. <laughs> the butler said, your wife is home. And I said, prove it, Rodney. Uh, and, and then and then I took the helicopter out of there and went to our land up north. I yeah. just couldn't deal with it. I'm <laughs> going to Muskoka. Let me know when you're done ovulating. And I, But I texted her back because she texted me to let me know. She was, so I'm like, I'm upstairs. This is so annoying. Come on up and talk to me. And she actually thought I was being like really rude about that, where I was just like, no, you're right downstairs. Not trans like, don't lose that in translations. Come up and fucking hang out with me. Yeah. Like, Eat in the bed. Let's do this. Like eat on my day. Like let's get it going. I missed you all day. Do you guys do sex a lot? Um, it's uh, not as much as I'd like it to be. Yeah, at all. you like more sex. I'm a, I'm a bit. I'm a I'm a very horny individual. That's great. Yeah, you're I'm a, maintaining it. Me I, and my wife don't do sex you that don't much. Do, we we stopped doing sex for a while because I was like I had to take pills for a while, and then she got pregnant, and then I was like, oh, she took my seed, and that made me all horny. And then we would do a lot of sex with no pills. Yeah, I haven't used pills in about a year. My libido came right back yeah, up, baby. even though I'm 45. We'll, we're going to do sex today in the rental car. I'm okay. going to take her down to the beach where I used to finger bang all the girls in college. Right. University. Uh, you're gonna, Sorry. You're, you're going to talk about you. Went, he went, he, he's a university grad, people. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Berg. Yeah. <laughs> in America, it's called college. I was trying to translate. Uh, let's put Alan on the show uh, before my wife totally leaves me. <laughs> Get talk about, uh, Alan, uh, how you doing? Alan Shan Lewis is uh, here. Alan's a great comic, big friend of the show, been on the show uh, many times uh, as we head towards a great Raptor playoffs run, hopefully. But uh, we're talking about other things today. Uh, Alan. Alan, are you aware of the show that Aaron Berg's on tonight? Yeah, yes. Uh, I saw it actually two weeks ago, the, or the, the the thing for it. And I think now it's starting to cause up a controversy, which is kind of what I think they wanted, or you guys wanted with the show. So, 
And I, I mean, I don't know. Like, did you post about this? Did you talk about this? Does this does the show? No, no. I never post. I never posted about it because I saw it before, and I was just like, oh, that's just you know. I'm not surprised. I'm just whatever. You know, there's a lot as a black person that you go through that uh, you kind of pay more attention to and shit like that. You're kind of just like, oh, well, that's unfortunate, and then you kind of move on. Yeah. And yeah, and then I saw the postings about it, and I just gave my two cents about it. And, like my whole thing is, I just think it's like I get the joke. I 100% get the joke. I guess that the guys on the show, I know the guys on the show, they're not, you know, that's not what they're trying to do. But at the end of the day, like, to use a struggle like that as a joke and then hide behind the word satire is kind of tone deaf, especially coming from, like, yucks of all places. Like, I don't think that's a joke that can possibly come out of there, you know, because, like, that show just looks like the same Thursday show or Friday show that they're going to do anyways. And to kind of use... Uh, like Black Lives Matter, like just use that. Just tells me right there that one, it's tone deaf. Two, you don't really care about black struggle at all. Like you don't. Like I know you you've got black friends, but at the end of the day, you don't actually care. Right. Because you're kind of mocking something like that. Right. And it's like the way I try to explain it to people. I'm like, if there was like an ALS Foundation or a Cancer Research Foundation, and I made a show mocking that, and I didn't give any proceeds to any charitable down, uh, uh, foundation at all, yeah. then I'm a dick. I just come down to it. I'm just a dick. Um, and I wouldn't personally do that myself, and I would like to see that some type of found, like some type of uh, donation is made from the proceeds from that to say, like, hey, look, I get the joke because satire is about mocking something, right. mocking something that's stupid or something. So, what exactly are you mocking? You know, are you mocking the idea that Black Lives Matter is stupid, or are you mocking the fact that um, shows about for uh, exclusivity, like the the, the shade or any of these shows? Yeah, we're making about? fun of. I mean, the the reason and. Uh Who's Alan? Alan, Alan nice yes, to meet yes. you. It's Aaron. I, I don't know yeah, if we've yeah. ever met in person. How are we're, you, man? We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're Facebook friends. I, I, yeah, I, no, I think you're a hilarious dude. But oh, thank like, you. Yeah, um, yeah let me let me explain. The, the show's name was Kevin Brennan came up with the show. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah, know yeah, Kevin or not. He has a, a series with that, right? Yeah. So he yeah, he no. did it at the cellar in New York, and I don't. I never asked him why the name was, but I thought. Um, I was like, I'm coming up to Toronto to headline and you know, it's my old home club. And I was like, and I, and I see what is happening with the scene in Toronto and I understand the need for inclusivity and stuff like that. But I, what we're doing is really mocking the fact where it's like, and I don't know if you do these shows where like the, I don't know what the shows are. I think they do them at comedy bar. Um, but those shows where they're like, you can't joke about this on this show. You can't do this. So I was like, let's just stir it up. And, and let's see how pissed off people get and let's see if it opens up a dialogue and gets people just back to being on the same side as comics instead of being pissed off social justice warriors that are commenting on comedy. And, and that was my goal. With, and, you know, we achieved that goal. I don't need to sell more tickets. I don't have a door deal. So and it's like yeah. I'm, I draw fine on the road. I'm not worried about that. That what it was was to stir shit up and to get a conversation started because yeah, I don't think comedy should be a safe space. And I totally get where you're coming from. And in no way am I personally trying to diminish Black Lives Matter. I know yeah, I that it's a worthy I, cause. I know it's also an exploitive cause to a certain degree because of what happened uh, this week in Australia where some guy had a fake Black Lives Matter site up and raised $100,000 and was just yeah. scamming it. So I'm aware of people exploiting that cause. In no way, shape, or form did I want to exploit that clause but it's a cool little buzzy title and it stirred up a conversation and and that was my goal for it. i was like i'm out there on a wednesday i was like let's stir up a little bit of shit and it's done yeah, it and i think that's where it comes from i think it's just complete boredom and then just like you don't care so if you don't care and then you're bored you'll do and like you're just trying to piss people off for fun 
and I don't really do that. Like, if you're gonna piss people off, have a have a have a cause, you know. Like, I used to really like Anthony Jeselnik back when he was on the roast, and then I ended up watching his special, and then I'm like, oh, you're just purposely trying to say the most messed up thing possible. I'm like, that's not particularly. Uh, is it because he's like, gay now? Is that why? <laughs> 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 I don't know if you're supposed to say, I don't know if they got that memo in Canada yet, but that guy is crushing a lot of pussy in the back of a man, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I, look, the, the reason that I do it uh, is because I, I think, and, and you know me and you've seen my shit, like I joke about all this stuff and it's funny and I understand how in, and I don't want to toot my own horn, in lesser hands, how material like that could come across as just like, black people are bad, oh, rape is okay, like like that, but that uh, because I'm working at a higher level, because I, I'm so fortunate and blessed enough to do stand-up every day where I have enough opportunities, I, I'm able to tackle that. So I want people to have that freedom. And as comics, you also need the freedom to fail. It's like if you fail, you can get back up and, and do, do it again. And we need to fail as comics, and we need to fuck up as comics. There shouldn't be restrictions put on people, and, and this is going to sound horrible. Let me just get it out. But it's like if you're entertaining your own uh, if you're like, this is a friendly space for women that don't joke about rape and look at all these women laughing at my bus stop story. Uh, if they laugh about it and the, you think that you're like the queen of comedy, it, it's not a realistic sense of feedback. You need to be able to fail and there should not be restrictions put on comics by other comics. Alan, let me just jump in here if you don't mind. Uh, Alan Shane Lewis yeah. joins us. Uh, we got Aaron Berg here doing doing the White Guys Matter show tonight at Yuck Yucks. Kyle Radke, my friend, who was just hosting uh, on the other channel here on Sirius XM with uh, Alison Dorr dropped in. So uh, Kyle Radke here, uh, uh, jumping anytime too. I, I, you know, what I want to ask, and I got an email actually as we're talking about this from David, and, and you know, I actually don't know the answer to this. And, and he said, what's the difference of this show as the opposed to what Kenny Robinson's done for years and years and years, or like the shows that you mentioned, you know, the Nubian show on Sunday nights at Yucks, uh, the last uh, Sunday of every month, or or shows where, you know, they are just having, uh, you know, um, uh, you know the lesbian comics on stage or things like that. And, and is, is, you know, I guess for me to ask the question, is it the fact that people in the comedic scene feel that maybe white guys have always had privilege to get stage time over certain minorities or ethnicities and sure. is that is that what it is yeah it, it it's definitely that and i understand how it comes across as oh here's a white guy complaining about not having enough stuff but we're at a level where we are mocking it and that's why uh, we're calling it satire because we're mocking like, hey, look at me. What about me? But yeah. it's not. Can, I mean, can, we can, all have careers. Yeah, we're it, all working. But, and Alan, I, sorry, I, just to let me finish here, just because, you know, for me, it's just a comedy fan, right? Like a guy who just had, you know, and if you look at our almost thousand shows now, I, I can't even think about what I've done more with more diversity, like in a way, you know, yeah. other than going to school in North York in the day. But, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's never been about like, you know, white guy on the show. This uh, it's it's a comics on the show, and I just love talented, yeah. amazing, intellectual, fun, compelling comics. And and yeah. if, I've always thought of the community. It's so interesting that you there's this like mini little wars. It seems like going on within your community yeah. because the one thing I've always thought about it as just a fan was this is like the last place on earth where it doesn't fucking exist. Isn't it beautiful? Let's let's share this and be diverse and 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 have fun with everyone. And if people then choose to do these little interesting shows, that's also a cutesy way of looking at it too uh you know that that's just sort of like a very layman perspective alan does that make sense as a, from the fan point of view not from the comic point of view i i, I, get, I get that part i 100 I get that part. but i think a lot of the times especially with like um 
the the clicks and everything like that. I think it's the whole idea that high school never ends. Everyone always has their own clicks, and that's how it's just always going to be. I, for one, I'm treating like the comedy scene is the same way I treated high school. I don't necessarily have a click. I'm cool with everybody. I just kind of wander around. And I have the ability to do both those shows that you guys speak of and then do the other shows. And I think a lot of times people have to say, hey, look, all these safe spaces, all these safe spaces. I'm like, well, that's just a particular audience of brand that, that they're marketing to. And that's 100% a cool with me, you know, like the same ways that that comic book from there would probably would have a trouble doing a show somewhere else. I think a comic from somewhere else would have a trouble doing that show. So it's like you have to kind of be able to take yourself and fit yourself into certain, uh, certain, uh, certain comedy scenes and just make sure, like, the funny part of you works in different audiences. So I think that, like, the idea that safe spaces don't, that's like, and I, and I fully agree with the idea of, like, you're allowed to fail. I feel like I'm on board with that. Like, I'm all okay with that. My idea is just, like, I don't care about this that much. I understand what you were trying to do. I understand, or what that was trying to do with the name of it. I just think it's just really tone deaf, especially from a place where, like, the only uh, urban show they have is the once-a-month thing, and mm-hmm. for the most part, you have, like, I hate to say this, like, but, like, when Breslin said that thing about having two black comics and two female comics on the show, like, you know, like, I don't think that person or that um, yuck yuck gets to make that joke at that time, especially when, like, a lot of people are in healing right now, you know? Right. And, like, uh, I'm just all about putting more positivity <laughs> in the world than negativity. And, like, if I'm, if I'm saying something, I want it to actually have a lasting effect that helps people than rather than just, like, you know they're upset is because I'm, you know, I'm bored or something like that. And, and don't get me wrong, there is fun in, in doing that, but I'm like, I don't know who you're really making poking fun at. Like, I, I get stirring up people and making them feel negative is fun, but like, why? There's no, there's no you don't, if you don't have to do it, you don't have to do it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Really I like, mean, at, at the end of the day, every comedy show that I go to, it's all about increasing positivity and making people laugh, so we're on the same page yeah. insofar as that goes. And for the Nubian show, uh, one of the best shows in Toronto, and I stand by it, and it was always a dream of mine to do that show, and I got to do that show a few times, and Kenny puts on... Uh, Kenny Robinson, by by the way, one of the most underrated comics in Canada. Uh, father of comedy. Um, yeah, and, and just so phenomenal, and, and I love that show, and, you know, if... Uh, <laughs> Well, look, when we bring this show back here every week, what I'm going to do is start to incorporate two They're black guys in and two women. It's, actually, it's, it's, it's only going to be in Keswick. Uh, that's, that's the only place we're allowed. You can catch us at the Peterborough Trailer Park and bring your biggest bass, and then I'll put my penis in it. Uh, thanks, Dude, Alan. thanks for calling. Yeah, you seem I, really cool. Let's I, catch up. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. you uh, you giving us your time and uh, very funny guy. And go Raps, go, man. Let's be honest right yeah, now. Man, it's a, take it. First round. You know, F Washington. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Love it. Right, uh, uh, before we get to Abdul, but uh, let's introduce Kyle Radke hanging out. How you doing, man? Good. What's going on? I mean, I, I walked into a hornet's nest. Why? I this thought is... it was going to be like, and that's why I enjoy quilting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm a quilting dude. <laughs> that's exactly what you thought. <laughs> this is not. Does it? Does this seem abrasive to you? Because the way, first of all, I know Todd so well that when he comes in, he's like, you railroaded. And I'm like, no, we're just saying sitting here talking so it, it's so amazing how it's like it doesn't feel like anything i, I but it just yeah. feels like having a, a conversation a, which is the I, goal of this and that's me so i i mean i fuck it's 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 actually tough for me to exist in life because i find so many people don't really know how to have conversations anymore yeah. so i now have learned from everyone else to go i have to couch everything very put on my kid gloves so aaron i don't uh, just let you know we're, we've set up some calls yeah. and we're gonna explore this further yeah. well normally i wish i never had to fucking do that and, and you know with someone like you i should have known i didn't have to yeah. let's quickly get to a call because you know we're, we're, we're I don't know what, what's your name Wolf Wolf 
about this. Yeah, I, I don't will. trust you right off the bat. <laughs> Where are you calling from, Wolf? Not a lot. Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. What's up, Wolf? Um, I was calling. I was listening to the show, and um, I came in late. But I'm assuming that the topic is um, the topic of the. I mean, the title of the show was "White Lives Matter" and how does. Um, Mocking Black Lives Matter? Is that pretty much uh, it? It's called White Guys Matter. It's about uh, right. old comedy veterans, not White Lives Matter. White it's, and, 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 and Wolf, no, but it, the, I th the premise of the show is like we're just getting white guys on stage to make fun of everything. Like I, it wasn't sort of, right. you know, that's, and I'm not on the show, but that's sort of what I got out of what I read on it. It's like we're just going to rip into everybody right now. Yeah. Okay, but I'm, I'm assuming that the uh, controversy is, because it's so close to Black Lives Matter and people are offended by that? Well, Wolf, I think there's a great deal of controversy insofar as people are adding their own narratives onto it. A lot of women have come forward and saying this is very negligent of the Me Too movement. Uh, yeah, black people have come forward and said that it's ignorant. And we just talked to Alan. He said it's tone deaf with regards to the Black Lives Matter. Uh, then there's other people coming forward being like, these white men are rapists and just throwing that in for no reason. So there's a lot of uh, narrative piggybacking on it. So uh, people are upset for several different reasons, but none of them have actually seen the show. It's mostly the title and the concept of okay. just putting four or five white guys on a show. Right. Oh, well, I'm... What I'm saying is I um, understand what you're saying, but I think the insensitivity about it uh, comes from the difference between, like I heard somebody make a comment about ALS, you know, making fun of ALS, that would be bad, blah, blah, blah. Or like you said about the Me Too thing, but or the lesbians. But the difference between those examples and the Black Lives Matter is the black people are not just getting ridiculed, they're dying. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's where the the pulse is being missed because the black people are dying. And not only are we dying or they dying or whatever you want to say, it's that the um I guess you call it the social structure or the system is allowing it to happen. And like I said, not only are people dying, it's so much surrounding it. Like, okay, rape is bad, of course. Um, ALS is bad. Um, but that's like, you know, a disease that we're working for a cure for. But the Black Lives Matter, once again, not to sound so redundant, but people are dying and we're not pretty, we're not, it's like there's no cure for it or there's no cure for the system that's allowing this to happen, allowing these people to get off, allowing it for it to be situations where, um, it's like <laughs> police feel it's okay to kill black people or the system lets people off for killing black people. Or like I said, that I think the big misconception is that, or the, the pulse that's being missed is the difference between the black lives matter and anything else is that the people are dying. Right. So what we're doing is shedding light on society's demonization of white men in general. And that's why it's funny. I think that black lives matter is is accomplishing things. When you look at what's happening with the police forces where they're starting to re-educate and retrain police, and I think that the the addressing and the strengthening of the black community in places like Chicago where they're saying we need to also eliminate black on black crime uh, and take this down a notch when, when it's an all-encompassing thing. I think when Black Lives Matter selectively attacks things that it becomes a dividing line instead of a uniting line. Do you agree with that? 
Uh, yeah, I could, I could see, I could see that, but it's, um, um, I don't know if it goes along with, uh, misplaced aggression no. or all the other things that it could, you know, stem from is just the, <laughs> it's just how big it is and how, how do people feel about it? So, I mean, you could say it's one thing or it's another, but when the people feel a certain way about something like like making the um the Me Too reference, I mean that's similar, but at the same time completely different. Wolf, I super appreciate. It. I don't mean to sort of rush you off here. We got a stacked program with a bunch of other comedians coming on, and uh, I want to try to get to all of them because they're all offered up their time earlier. But we we appreciate your support and your words, and uh, you know, uh, I, I I I you know we respect what you, you respect your call. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Wolf. Lots of love. Cheers, Wolf. Uh, I'm exhausted, and I've just been sitting here listening. (laughs) I'm exhausted and terrified. Can you quilt? Do you know how to teach it? Well, (laughs) my grandmother does. Uh, You know what's not funny? Interesting to me. First of all, it should be noted that I find the possibility of nuclear war entertaining. So to me, battling about this is highly entertaining. And... I don't know if that's wrong of me to say it, if that comes from my place of, uh, of privilege or darkness or what it is. But uh, lost in all this is, will people be entertained? Um, will people be challenged? You know, and, and all of these things. I, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I should, I should have, what I should have done is walked in here and thrown you all under the bus yeah. and gone, I don't know what you white people are doing. Yeah. Um, I myself am, am different. Um, I have, yeah. I don't know, I just make something up. Put me in a special interest group somewhere. I don't even think I have to make it up. I think I suffer from about nine different mental illnesses, which disqualifies me from, from being on any, any sort of show. But why is, why is everyone so upset? It just seems like promotion to me. Is, it, is that wrong of me to say that? Is it me to, wrong of me to, to sort of, uh, I guess, dilute it all the way to, is this not just decent promo? The fact that everyone's talking about Promoting it. Promoting the show? Yeah. Like, is, yeah, is, is this being overthought? Well, it, it, and I'm genuinely asking. No, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, even if you're promoting the show, um, but getting your voice heard while you're talking about it, that might feel sort of promotion to someone's message. So they're willing to trade that, right? right. They're, they're willing to barter that. So, okay, you know, I'm going to draw awareness to the show, but typically, and especially in the Facebook world, which be honest, everyone kind of validates it with their own friends and their own opinions anyway. Rarely on individual, so do I for that reason. Rarely in Facebook do people get in arguments within their own friends group. So if they talk about it on on their Facebook pages of something they're against, if it's a show or anything else, typically 900 people of their friends are going to say, yeah, we agree with you. And that's not a real debate. That's dangerous, actually. That's very dangerous. You want to put it out there to someone else and say, why is this happening? Let's, and we've been talking about on the show let's get into this and and that's why i love this form it's kind of repeating myself but because you can do that and 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 you know i it saddens me that that that's that's the effect no i'm not even talking about the show it saddens me that's effect of life right now where people are just validating each other's minds and existence as opposed to really trying to understand it and finding compromise because you don't find compromise and we're seeing it in the country you live in now yeah where, where it's two countries it is two countries in america now the democrats and the republicans are the ideology is two very different ideologies and you know if there was never a civil war in the first place it's not only going back and coming full circle and going back to one where they're going to separate 
street somehow, just maybe with a straight line. So, I mean, it's 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 really frightening because no one wants to do this anymore. Would, would it ruin the show or help the show to have somebody of color or a woman on the show despite the title? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Do, do, yeah, we can, do, we can do that. Can we change the lead to a cat? <laughs> yeah. No, no, network on it's it. a baby. The baby uh, is just white. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Abdul, but uh, the reason why I put him on is, is not not because uh, Abdul is Muslim, but because he's from the strangest country of the mall, Montreal, uh, in Quebec. So <laughs> I, w- I wanted to get your view. Uh, no, how you doing, uh, Abdul? What's go- do, you, do you sort of know what's going on here today? I have no idea. Is this a whites-only show? <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Abdul. Uh, it's called uh, White Guys Matter. We're mocking all of the inclusive shows in uh, Toronto. Where uh, Abdul, why'd you get canned from the CBC again? What did you do? That's a funny story. I I uh, I got the great Bill Cosby to laugh at a rape joke. Yeah, and uh, they weren't happy. Why? They weren't happy. Uh, I did some things, I think. Because I, I was raping when he was telling me the joke and I had the giggle juice inside of me. Did he slap his knee and say it's so true? Oh, gee. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, it was, a, it was a strange thing. I, I, it, it's regardless. What's what's this Whites Only show that's happening? No, no, it's not called Whites Only, Abdul. You are allowed to come and sit in the oh, front. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's called White Guys Matter. It started at the Comedy Cellar in New York City about two months ago. Kevin Burnham produced it. The first lineup was David Tell, Mike Vecchione, Jim Florentine, Nick Griffin, myself. And uh, it was a wonderful show, and uh, nobody even made a peep about it. So I decided to bring it to Toronto and yeah. uh, get people upset on. Isn't that interesting? So no one in New York, and I, you, you said oh, that people, earlier. That, so people, yeah. go ahead, Abdul. No, go. I was going to no, say it's your show. It's your show. Upset about this show in Toronto? Apparently, Darren Frost just texted me and said he's uh, been hearing about death threats and Darren Frost. Is but on that's the show a tonight. normal day for Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think it was just his heart getting ready to quit. <laughs> my, my heart just gave me a death threat. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's just uh, seasoned veteran comics, Abdul, Alan Park, Darren Frost, myself, Peter Anthony, and going to go up and uh, do a normal show. But it's it's making fun of the industry and their hiring quotas now. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's uh, it sounds uh, like a hilarious concept. I mean, there are shows with only people of color on it, right? Why can't the whites have their own thing going? Hey, Finally. It's about time, Finally, isn't it? somebody says it. Now, if we could get water fountains. <laughs> Let the whites do something for once. Why are they always shunned? Right? Thank you. They can't just tell a joke in a club anymore. Abdul, I'm going to get somebody to get in touch with your management. I want you to do the next show in whiteface. <laughs> Dude, I, I I would do it not in white face, but I would gladly do it. I mean, I, I I don't see why you can't have a person of color on the show. Yeah. You know, they could be sticking up for the whites, right? You guys need someone on your side. <laughs> I want you to come on and do basically, I want you to read some of the president's speeches and just go up on stage. It'll be great. Let me see. Let me talk to Kevin and find out. We may do a Canadian tour with it. There's some talks about taking it uh to some great places like Whitby, Ontario, <laughs> neighboring Burlington, well, okay. Ontario. Well, I, yeah. 
I'm in uh, I'm in Los Angeles now, so if you do one in L.A., I'd love to do it. I'm All right. Well, hey, drop in Los Angeles. Good. I didn't know that. Good. Nice. That's very cool, man. Let me know if you turn straight again, yeah. and uh, we'll have you on the show. Oh, wow. Straight again. Jeez. All right. Okay. Uh, How's L.A. going? Jeez. <laughs> Uh, not bad. I'm back in Montreal for shows in Ontario. That's the shows I need to plug here. Yeah, plug some uh, shows. Doing shows in Ontario uh, uh, with Derek Sagan this weekend, man. We're in St. Catharines and uh, and Pembroke and Ottawa. Uh, he's a beast. So yeah, my love. Derek Sagan's uh, yeah. hilarious. And yeah. uh, he doesn't drink at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he totally doesn't drink. He doesn't drink, and he went back gay as much as uh, I'm waiting to go back straight. I used to but, share uh, a comedy condo in Ottawa with Derek, and I could have fucked him nine times if I wanted to. He was that passed out. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Radke's laughing. Bilal's not. Uh, thanks, uh, Abdul. Are complaining about this show. Could I just could I just get get in on this? Could I understand why people? It's Toronto. Why Toronto is very sensitive. I hear what's what's going on over there, guys. You know, I you know, and this is the thing for me. Like, I'm actually surprised. I think I'm surprised by it that way because, and and it's more the the comedic community that's complaining about it than than fans of comedy that are complaining about it. That's what I'm sensing anyway online. And I guess that that sort of maybe well, surprises. Yeah, I could I could see that. Uh, and and you know the reason why it surprises me is only the, uh, because of my naivety, where I've had so many comments naivety. on here make, making make, yeah, just half Indian. No, no, I'm naive. <laughs> I, I just, naivety, <laughs> whatever it is. Naivety. I don't fucking know. Would you like to buy a dream catcher? <laughs> okay. Come watch my naivety scene. I'm gonna set it up in the front yard. At There's Christmas. baby Jesus and a little deer. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I'm Jewish. It's perfect. Okay. <laughs> anyway. This is uh, fun, Todd. I'm I love it. No, I'm sweating, but I. Love love it okay <laughs> i'm i Nigh think um well you know and and i guess that was my my shock is that i thought i thought i actually thought of anyone the comedians would be like uh oh, let them just be fucking idiots and being comics you know because we all are in a way and, and, you know that's that's sort of what our job is comedy needs a good dust up every couple of years it, do, it's, it doesn't matter what it is i think this is as important as everything and and all the all the points are valid i think it all boils down to there hasn't been a good comedy dust up in a while there oh. needs to be a big flood Clean everything off the face of the comedy earth, and we're going to start over again. It, it just it needs to happen. Well, the only thing I'll throw in there is let's hope the uh, true comics well, rise to the top to of that. <laughs> yeah. Not clean I, I mean, not clean up in the sense of just uh, everyone needs to air their There's grievances. There's your ethnic cleansing you know going I mean? again, Kyle. I am yes. not talking about ethnic cleansing. <laughs> yeah. We all know I would like the earth to be rid of all people. I don't care what color you are. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I think a good comedy fight, we're all passionate people in this industry and uh, people uh, wear their hearts on their sleeves. Can we just all be passionate about being funny for once? Can we just do that? Can we focus Outrageous. on yeah. wanting to well be said, funny? Man. Good job, Abdul. Always having a one, why do we worry about whatever? If a, if a comic's doing jokes and the audience is laughing, isn't that all we should be asking for? Why do we have to judge what other people are saying or trying to do? Abdul. Seems like Toronto needs a, a real cleaning body. Yeah. Can I ask you this? You do comedy for a living, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's the voice of someone that does comedy for a living. I respect you, and I, I wish you all the best in your career, and I hope that these people that are uh, hobbyists or web designers that dabble in two or three shows a week really start to pick up on it, and uh, you're, you're something worth aspiring to, so I appreciate your call. Thanks, Abdul, man. And, uh, and Papa, call us uh, next week when you're doing your shows out in uh, St. Catharines. Oh, yeah, I'm off next week. Call, call Bilal. 
All right, man. I'll talk to Bilal. Okay. Have a good one, guys. You guys can do the all-Muslim show when I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love yeah. you, buddy. Okay. Thanks, Abdul. I really do appreciate your time. You, uh, let's bring in Ashley Moffat. Do we got Ashley Moffat here? Yeah, we got... Oh, you want to take... Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll take a short break. We'll be back. Aaron Berg, uh, Rain, he had to go pee. I think it's all the steroids he does, right? He can't He can't, He can't. can't pee properly anymore. Kyle Raggy, do you have to leave? Yeah. Do you want to say goodbye? No, not really, but, you know, uh, <laughs> see you later, everyone. Thank, I thanks don't for care being about here. any of you, except uh, for Todd, I, of course. No, I, don't really, I, don't, yeah, I don't care about any. I only care about my kid. <laughs> I don't care about anybody. Uh, I, I care about Bilal. He's like my kid. Um, back in a moment, Ashley Moffitt, uh, one of my faves. Uh, absolutely love this lady. Uh, we'll be here discussing the very same thing with Aaron Berg. Uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us. You're listening to The Todd Shapiro Show. Catch us every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Canada Laughs Channel 168. Listen! For more information about the show, go to the ToddShapiroShow.com and you can listen live and anytime on demand via the SiriusXM app. This is Rachel Feinstein. You're listening to The Todd Shapiro Show. SiriusXM, Canada Laughs, Channel 168. You're worth it. Okay, uh, Jess Bolius here and uh, Ashley Moffitt. We're going to get uh, to both of them in one moment if I, as I thank my sponsors. And, of course, Aaron Berg co-hosting tonight. Just before his show, uh, White Guys Matter at Yuck Yucks. <laughs> um, thank you again to iText.com. It's a barter exchange network. A really interesting business, actually. If you are a small, medium, uh, big business, any business, and you're looking to grow and um, you have like services or goods and stuff, what you do is you take those services and goods and you put them on the iText network, iText.com, and then someone else will kind of use iText dollars to buy those services or goods or products. And now you have iText dollars to go and use in exchange for other ones on the network. I think you guys know what a barter exchange works. It's very simple, but it's cool too because you get to grow exposure for your business without spending cash. iText.com, Toronto.itext.com. Thank you to them. Thanks to Lake Wilcox Brewing Company. Uh, good things await you over at Lake Wilcox Brew. That's at 1033 Edgeley Boulevard. And if you're not near Vaughn, which is the location of where it is, you can look for it at LCBO's Beer Store, Select Grocery Stores. And the really neat thing about Lake Wilcox is we collaborated on a beer. It's called the Oomph Lager and, and it's going to be in a ton of LCBOs in the future. I'm really, I'm pretty stoked about that. It's kind of neat. You get your own logo and a name on a beer. And it's a great unfiltered beer, kind of like the program here. So thanks to Lake Wilcox for making that happen and making me uh, kind of live my dreams. Thanks to bovadinc.com, two-way humidity control packs, keeping your medical cannabis flower fresh, bovadinc.com. And uh, Melissa Rolston drops on every Monday at 420, you get what we did there, to give us a 420 report as we head towards legalization in this country. And Bovida helps sponsor that. So thanks to Melissa Rolston, who's wonderful on the program, and Bovida Inc. as well. Again, two-way humidity control packs for your medical flower and ed1000.ca the only clinical proven therapeutic treatment of erectile dysfunction guys don't be embarrassed um the older you get the the less it might work the way it used to work and if you want it kind of working like the days it did in later college you know what i'm saying ed1000.ca can help you and it's not invasive it's uh it's it's pain-free it's surgery-free yeah there's no pills uh it's just it's like therapy down there it's kind of nice and now it's time for another amazing 
All right, a couple guests here uh, hanging out. Uh, it's, it's been a very, very educational program today, I'd like to say, and, and some fun, of course. Uh, Aaron Berg joins us, and uh, now we have Ashley Moffitt, who brought in uh, Jess Bol- uh, Bolu, right? I'm saying that Yeah, here. you killed it. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. You, do you know Aaron? Do you, have you ever worked We've with Aaron? we briefly. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Nice to meet you. Hi, Jess. How are you? Oh, hello. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess, I mean, listen, uh, you, are, you, are you guys lesbian? <laughs> Sorry, what? God, you ask me that every time I come in. No, because because it's a radio show, right? So you have to, yeah, yeah. We talk about these things you know, the same way I would I would say, uh, you know, I'm Jewish. You, to 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 get into a fair was that an offensive question? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was. You're not allowed to gender qualify anybody based on their sexuality. No, I, I'm by. I'm very. What are you talking about? I don't. That doesn't actually oh, I, make any sense. I what you just so said. yes, she's a lesbian. Okay. That's this quick. Of I it. didn't mean. Of, I didn't wow, mean, we're already getting no. so offensive, and I've been here for less than a minute. This I is been, incredible, Aaron. That was me. Your just entire to, life, probably. Go oh, ahead. Guys, I don't want to fight. Listen, my my whole goal was like like my, that's my thing with Ashley. Like that's like this is our ongoing. Fun. We, we joke about uh, I'm a oh Ashley's a lesbian and I'm like oh yeah and I'm a lesbian and then we kiss later and then, yeah and then I tell her I'm very bi curious <laughs> which is a fact yeah. And, yeah. and Ashley yeah. helps me uh, helps me with that stuff yeah. so become one of my my very good friends and I'm sorry if that was the I just I don't I'm just trying to have fun man I don't yeah. know Jess didn't find uh, it funny I'm Jess sorry has didn't find a very funny. different I, sense of humor I, and I, unless I, you're unless you're a lesbian you can't make jokes about being a lesbian no but to be honest like you know well we, he also doesn't know me at all and doesn't know what my sexuality is. So to assume that is offensive. So yeah, oh, but, I, but yeah. I wasn't assuming anything. I was asking a question. There's no assumption. Yeah. That's like just, got the, the voice the, of an angel. Yeah, though. I, literally. I, I was not trying to be. I have the voice of an angel. Yeah. Oh, wait till you hear when I start talking about you. Okay, yeah. well, it's okay. Let's, <laughs> it's, so we, we got 18 minutes, Jack. <laughs> oh boy, away. that's not can, enough. I need 18. We got days. That flannel's so gonna start sweating through, and you got to get home and listen to some Sarah McLaughlin. We got to get started here. Well, you got a problem with Sarah McLaughlin? No, wonderful. That's the most insulting thing you've ever said. Yeah. That's saying a lot, my God. Um, yeah. Nice, nice silence here. No, no. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Just, yeah, yeah. You obviously, uh, we, we, you know, we, we, it was very nice. Allison Door hooked us up, and, and you came in last moment. So thank you for giving us your time. Uh, grateful oh, hey, for that. no problem. Um, and and I think you've been outspoken about this uh, white guys matter. I don't know, like I don't know what you've said or what you haven't said. Oh, uh, white, okay. white guys matter. Um, I just know you were suggested to get on last minute for the program. Right. Uh, and here you are, Aaron's of course uh, part of the show tonight at Yuck Yucks. Uh, my yeah. presence, you know, big club. I don't know, Jess. So we've okay. never met before. Never so met. I don't know the so history. What, what are your thoughts because I, I come in as completely you know blind really no no and i'm not offending blind about like, what no. my thoughts are yeah yeah i hate it i think it's bullshit and horrible and problematic and it's uh, all of the issues in the world right now wrapped up into one and, and but, your reasons for, but your reasons for that um i think it's mocking the oppression of marginalized people it's mocking social justice movements that are fighting for their rights and freedoms i think it, there are so many fucking spaces for white guys right now i don't know why you need to create another one i think the title of the show is probably supposed to be some stupid hook but what it's going to do is invite hate towards marginalized people and inspire bigots uh ar- around the world it already is so good for you in doing that congratulations uh, yeah. the, the proud 
the Proud Boys just got a hold of Jess's Facebook. Yeah, the that, Proud that's Boys. That's horrific. And, the old right group. Uh, Megan Fraser is a media, uh, comedian in the city. She's amazing. Uh, she's getting death threats on yeah. Twitter for, it, for voicing we, we, her opinion. You know, and again, I'm, I'm not taking any side here, but I know that, that so, is, so is Aaron and so is, so is Darren Frost. Yeah. And, you know, the death threats are coming from both sides. So, you know, we, we should make that very clear. Right. right. Now, now, but have you asked and Aaron? can we also yeah. mention it's a comedy show? It's a right? comedy. It, it is jokes. Have you, have you asked Aaron if that's what his intent was to inspire? What's, what was your yeah. intent? I, well, I read your intent in a Now Magazine article right. today, too. Yeah, I was misquoted in that. You were misquoted? Yeah, it's a lovely magazine. Uh, I used to get hookers out of the back of it. But it's, okay, uh, that's anti-sex work. So anti-sex work. I'm just gonna, by hiring a hooker is anti-sex work. Well, I feel like there's... I think it's contributing to sex work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But thanks for you posting your red flag. Uh, oh. My point was to stir up shit with people like you that put on these shows that are very inclusive, but you set limitations on what comedy can be, and you say this is a place where you cannot joke about these things. And I've been made aware of these shows that you put on. Our show is to mock the current status of the industry. I don't know if you work professionally as a comic or if you work. I don't know you, so I do I, work I professionally as a comic and, and a writer and a stand-up comic. And yes. you're hired by a network that you work for. Yeah, have I been hired by a network no, that I work you, You're working. What are you working on right now? What am I working on right oh, now? So a bunch of different things. Do you What's want you? to name any of them, or are they all just things? Do you, are you questioning <laughs> my professionalism right now? Yeah, that's that exactly why I doing? asked if you're a professional. Yeah, I'm questioning. I've been your in a bunch of different festivals. I've been in JFL 42. I've uh -huh. been one of the 42 in JFL 42, which uh -huh. you were just unaware of, I guess. I've written for the Beaverton Television Show. I've yeah. written for other television shows. Been paid money. This I've been right. an actor. You a make a living actor. as a stand-up, or I make a living as many things okay, in so entertainment. You, all right, so. You, but you wouldn't qualify yourself as a full-time stand-up comic. Um, no, but I probably have more fans than you do. Oh, that sounds wonderful, but I doubt it highly. I, uh, I, I live don't. in the United <laughs> States where people actually uh, go out and see comedy. So my question to you is why do you have these rooms that are like you're putting limitations on people? What we're doing is mocking the current status of the industry. If you work in the industry, you'll know that now there's I do work in the industry. Great. Don't then be you, condescending to this. me. I'm not. I'm okay. talking to you. You will know that there's quotas now where they say we we need a certain amount of people of color, a certain amount of um, different sexualities to hire for jobs. And okay. there's very few jobs. Now, what we're doing is mocking that. None of us are in a position where we're hurting for money. None of us are in a position where our careers are woeful. So we're mocking white guys that complain about that. You're mocking white guys that complain about that. That's correct. Do you realize that though, by creating this show, you are inviting hate towards marginalized people? That you're that you're like attracting groups. That You're putting that onto them. No, I'm what not I'm putting that onto them. What I'm going to do is go and do 45 minutes of really funny stuff that people are going to laugh at, and there's no boundaries as to what my comedy is. You don't think that the Proud Boys supporting this show is problematic? Can, can I ask a question? Because do you think the Proud Boys would, would support a show like this if they never even was brought to their attention? I mean, who fucking cares if, if it wasn't or if it was. There wouldn't have been already Proud Boys attending the show. I don't know. That's also just bad advertising if they didn't already know about it. I mean, like I was exposing and not to get attention from the Proud Boys to, to bring attention to others that you guys are doing shit like this. Jess, uh, Jess Bullard joins us, Ashley Moffat. Is, is, is you know, in, in your words, what, what would the difference be of the 
shows that Aaron was talking about, where it's whether it's uh, all female based or all, all you know uh, lesbian based or you know all is is there a difference? I mean, I think there's a difference because we like in order when you're producing those shows, you're giving a platform to people whose voices have been silenced their entire lives. It's you, affirmative you mean, action. Okay. I mean, but is that marginalized the people, you people put on the shows. I mean, the, marginalized the, people or the audience. I mean, I produce a bunch of different shows. My yeah. weekly show, like I. I uh, the point is, is to center marginalized people who have been shut out of entertainment right. for, 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 since the beginning, since right. like the beginning of time. Totally understand. And you're giving a platform now to white guys and you're giving it this title. No, no. The, the difference between what you're doing is you're giving opportunities to marginalized people. What we're doing is making people laugh. It's a big difference. Oh, you're such a... Oh, the gloves are off. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you think that... Do you you think that a bunch of marginalized people on a show can't make someone laugh? Give me a spot. Give me a spot. I'm going to bury you I guarantee you they can make people laugh. For the marginalized audience, I don't oh, know no, if they no, can no, make no, people no, no, laugh. No. Can we get some fucking fuck? Sorry, I just JJ Lieberman was supposed to be on that show, and he got fired from Yak Yaks. And I remember doing a show for Todd. It was a roast battle. I spanked that boy. I crushed him. I tore him to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know. But I just I'm, wanted to Ashley, get that. I'm sure, and I haven't seen you. You can look uh, at me. It's all right. You won't light on fire. It's hilarious. I would really yeah, she, she, she was in a horrible accident where she was Why lit on fire. Why do you hate birds? Really? I did not know this. That is, I like Ashley. She's funny. She's funny. She's very funny. I don't know you, and I'm sure you're hilarious, but I think JJ's funny, too. Do you think JJ's funny? or? I mean, I don't think he's as funny as I. I am. Uh, I don't think he's funny at all. But yeah. I. Why uh, is that? Because oh. I've seen him do really well. I've seen him tank under too. a lot of. Yeah, I've seen him tank. Too. I've seen him kill and tank. I've yeah. seen him kill and tank in the same show actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so why? Just why do you think he's not funny? Is it because the subject matter, or because you disagree with his personal standpoint? Uh, both. I also yeah. just don't think he's funny. So you I have, have no to. Connection. I think you have, I have to no separate these things from the funny. I think as a comic, and and no, please disagree don't. on that. Okay. Too. I. I, I I agree with the fact that you disagree. But as comics, our community as comedians would be stronger if we all agreed on some core beliefs. What core beliefs are you talking about? That funny is first. No, funny is not first. Funny is then get the fuck out of comedy, No, okay, I I don't give a shit that if people are laughing at racist jokes, at sexist jokes, at homophobic, transphobic jokes, I don't care if people are laughing. Those people are also bigots and wrong. Really? Because when they laugh at a gay joke, they go out and chase a gay person. In a no, but maybe a gay person who's at that show feels smaller yeah. and less safe and in maybe, that space. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. You, you're a white guy. Is that right? I'm you're a, a white guy. I'm okay, a Jew. you're fine. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure maybe you've experienced some oppression in your life as a Jewish yeah. person. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Like, and your eh. nose is small. You're lucky. I know. I got it done so that she wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jewish. No, I mean, I, I, the amount of anti-Semitic comments Jess, that's in I my entire life it, is crazy. I understand it, but it's also like it's a comedy club it's, where it's like you go into that willing to let those things go well, for you, the time that you're in you that know, comedy club. No, you don't. Club. You know how many friends you of mine? You don't. Everybody so else. So many friends yeah. of mine who are straight white guys who enjoy, they don't oh, want to hear. How dare they don't you? Wanna, but, I, I, I Jess, didn't say, okay. Jess, let, me, let me just what, ask I'm here. in the middle of making a point. I know, but uh, fair enough. Go, go. Finish well, the point. Fuck, I don't want, I'm, just, I'm just saying that a lot of g- people I know, people who I, I don't even know personally who come to my shows, a whole collection of different people, different identities, 
They are like, this is so nice. It's so refreshing to be at a show where I don't feel like there are hate crimes on right. stage. Yeah. Where I don't feel like my identity is being attacked, where right. my, the identity of my friends are being attacked, yeah. where I have to sit through racist material, I have to sit through sexist shit, where I have yeah. to watch my so, friends get harassed it, in the audience. Right. People don't, like okay. a lot of people, a lot of people the, don't like comedy like that. The reason the, that shows like hosted by marginalized people, produced by us, the reason they're successful is because there's a market for that and there's a lot of people, even people who look like you, who come to my you shows and like love me. it. I'm just Jews? saying. Yeah. You look like a skinhead, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of skinheads. Yeah. So and many skinheads at my shows. Yeah, they like, look at so many targets all in one place. Oh, funny <laughs> joke. What, what, what I want to yeah. ask Stop is, is banging it's, your nose. It's interesting because Ashley yes. Ashley brought up the the we oh did a roast God. we did a roast one winner for uh, we did a thing called Chirp Fest where you just got on stage and chirped each other. It's Canadian version ripping off the roast battles where people really dig in deep on whatever you are yeah. in those roast battles and they go hard. They go hard at you for your race, they go hard at you for your weight, they go hard at you for your sexual preference, all of that. And those were, were supremely successful for a, very while, uh, for a very long time. Look at the Comedy Central roast, how massive those were in terms of ratings and things. My and, wife, and, by the way, 3-0 yeah. oh at the Roastmasters in New York City. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah, that's kind of, I didn't even know that. Uh, I'm afraid. But uh, mm -hmm. it, when, when is, is there a difference when everyone is in the room together? And then second part of that question, if it's comedy... Should there be a difference when people aren't in the room together because it's still creating laughter? Oh, I don't think I don't think it matters who's in the room or who's not. I mean, I mean on the stage. So if it's only white guys on a stage roasting everyone, does it only matter then if there are other people there of different, you know, denominate of different? Well, I mean, I definitely think it's worse when it's it, only white guys all roast, roasting everyone else. But if the purpose else. is just because, so again, you got to understand, I'm not a comedian. Okay, I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a host of many comedians. I get to moderate. I get to I get to enjoy humor. But I but I, we're getting a ton of fucking calls. Um. Well, what, and I'm getting distracted, sorry. What I love about comedy, and I said this early in the program, but I just want to repeat it, is that it was the one place I could go in this world where I didn't have to worry about being offended and being offended about either being Jewish or being offended about, you know, there was, I said this earlier, suicide in my family, and you hear comics going about people against suicide. So that hits, that hits me really fucking deep to almost bring to the point where it brings me tears. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? That's unfair because I came in here and now I'm hypocritical, laughing at some things, but not others. So when I go to comedy clubs, I try not not to be hypocritical. I try to laugh or just don't laugh. And if I don't find something funny, I don't, I just, I just let it go because the purpose and the intent was to, was to bring pleasure, not to bring this, these white supremacists or these assholes or these, you know, certain groups and creating hate. That's in my mind, comedy is never, never about inciting hate. And, and I'm surprised that this is what a lot of people are maybe thinking. I, I am surprised by that. It is inciting hate though. Like the, this show is inciting hate. The show the itself just is just four, five funny guys being funny. But it's never just about that. It's never just a joke. There's a bigger picture no, here. No, it's comedy. It's just a joke. This no, is where we it's not. differ. This why is can, probably now, th this is the why stuff. I, I I'm asking honestly more. that like it feels subjective now. It and, feels and subjective. It, it, like where comedy is subjective, right? Do we agree to that? Sure. You like some things, you like to, you, you don't like others. Yeah. But comedians on stage trying to make jokes, that's the concrete 
similar si- similarity between every comedian going up. Is it not? Okay. Attempting humor, which is not fucking easy. I don't. I don't want to know why any of you fuckers do it. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, and and you try create humor, and sometimes you kill like JJ Lieberman, and sometimes you bomb like JJ Lieberman, yeah. and that happens. But you know, to walk away and and like, isn't there? Especially as a comic, don't you kind of want to take a deep breath? Maybe check out the show first. And see it, because that's that's what I would want to do if there was an an anti-Jew show. I would want to check it out first to see what people... I don't need to check out a show with four white guys doing comedy. I see that all the fucking time. (laughs) Okay. And let me tell you, I definitely, before JJ was fired, I definitely don't need to see JJ Lieberman do comedy ever again. That would just be a delight. What a gift that would be to me. You are cancer on comedy. That's exactly what you are. You I'm a cancer on comedy? You're cancer to comedy. Oh You're my really God! I'm gonna look you up online and watch your TED talks, and hopefully, I can get some subscribers to your Patreon page. I'm looking forward to it. Holy You're absolutely shit. mistaken. I am You're, not mistaken, You're trying man. to put limitations on comics. You're fucked up. You're you're the wrong. Th- you're fucking comedy ISIS, lady. The the limitations that are on just the show are like no rape jokes, and it's pretty easy to not tell a rape joke. I have a fucking hilarious rape joke, and it'll kill. Oh, I'm not surprised you do it all. My wife has a hilarious rape oh, joke. Oh, great! We find funny in everything. Your rape, your wife's a yeah. rape survivor. Rape survivor. She makes a joke. I'm a rape survivor. Eight rapes, no charges. I'm surviving. Oh. <laughs> me, Todd Shapiro, and the I've staff been... laughed. Oh, my God. I... You're my calling me that. fucked up, and you just made yeah. that oh, joke? Fuck. You don't have a funny bone in your body, lady. Oh, fuck you, hey, we man. Got, we, got th- we got 40 seconds You're left. Horrible. We can keep talking. We can keep talking. The show ends, but it all goes up later. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. keep talking Here. to somebody okay. who's as ignorant as this man. Ignant. Right. Okay, Be okay, ignorant. Uh, Je- Jess, where can people find you or give you death threats? Uh, I'll, I'll be on Facebook complaining. Like, you guys are mocking. Death no, threats I, right now. This no, is that, like, we got death threats too. Death him. threats are both sides. I was, I was again death making a light how ridiculous is all this. Let's just come together. Like you know, yeah. and, and where's the intent? And you know, again, I'm not mocking anything here. I promise you, Jess. I'm trying to bring it as a health. Ashley knows me. I'm trying to bring it as a healthy discussion to find out if there's a compromise in the stuff. And for me, the compromise is funny and laughing. And we got to run. And I just hope we can do that. I really do. Yeah. I, I think really- the compromise is put some. I think this show would be funny if it was all black women. But put black women on the show. I will take that note have, and I will pass it to I the asked, producer. I, asked, I, I think asked, it's a very uh, I asked lovely Aisha, note. Uh, Brown to come on. No, I, I mean on asked, White Guys Matter. If the show was called Matter. White Guys Matter and it was all black women, we gotta run. Okay, we're out, but we can keep talking on the podcast. Can we put on the collar? Let's put on the collar. Keep yeah. her going. Hey, you're on air. You're, well, you're not on air, but you're on the podcast part now. What's your name? Uh, Eric Nesbitt. How you doing, Eric? Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, Mill Creek, Oklahoma. I'm worried about this guy, Jess. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How you doing, Eric? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm just wondering if she feels the same way about when people come to comedy shows and they sit in the front row and comics, you know, dog them about the way they look or where the partner they're with and stuff like that. I mean, if you say, okay, we can't make this joke, where do you draw the line at? About what? Making fun of somebody's appearance? He's saying, like, when yeah, you say it, people I mean, feel... People, you uh, know, there's people that's real depressed about the way they look, and, you know, that may be the straw that they go home and commit suicide or some shit. If you're going to say stuff like that, I mean, how? how where's the line going to stop at? Well, I firstly don't really do that in my comedy. So do you rip anyone one. ever, Jess? Do you ever, do you ever tear well, anyone apart? I know, apart? but there is comics that do it. I mean... Yeah. Oh, you, you I do it. Like you, like okay, everybody's gonna. No one can do this. 
Okay, well, I'm going to say that a person's individual uh, traumas, like if they're depressed or if they have their they have personal issues, I will never I'll never know that about their lives. What I'm talking about is ripping into somebody's identity, which generally most of the time, like there's there's a reason people are marginalized why they're in those categories is because they've been oppressed at some point in their life. So I can usually predict that, you know, maybe if I'm telling jokes about, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, oh, rape jokes. Oh, that's fun. You know, Aaron's favorite uh, category of joke. Uh, Top 10. Uh, you know, maybe the women in the audience won't really love that because there's a very good chance, like statistically, that some of them have been raped. But I can't really mind read what people are experiencing, and I think a lot of comics can't. I don't really do comedy like that. I don't really appreciate watching comedy like that. Uh, I Moffat, think that especially get, when it's gender, if it's specific to your identity, I really don't like it. Ashley, you get pretty, pretty like you know what what I think maybe Jess would be deeming mean spirited now and say like you you'll 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 you're fair game in your shows. Oh, if I'm hosting and there's a man doing anything I don't like in the audience, I'll rip him to shreds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'll I, send him packing. I mean, I think that that's like also. I mean, I consider that punching up. I don't consider that yeah, punching down. Yeah, no, absolutely. Down. I'm not gonna like yell at a woman or anything. Well, I mean, or like I a have. person of I'll color. I'll yell at a bachelorette party. I'll fucking tear them apart too. <laughs> I mean, also though, a bachelorette party is like you're not like saying women are whores. You're like, oh, no, bachelorette parties. Like, oh, this is a bit. Uh, you're yeah. loud. It, so let me ask you, and Eric, thanks for the call. I'll cut you off too because it's just yeah, going no on a podcast. They call tomorrow. We'll talk to them. Thanks for the support. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at this, but um, it, it may be in a way like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it's not like I'm sitting here defending the show, but maybe in a way it's actually a disclaimer of some sorts, which might be beneficial for people who might go into comedy clubs and not be aware of what they might get, which happens all the time. That sensitive individual who's having a bad month and, and is feeling a little depressed, maybe went into a club to, to get a pick-me-up and then all of a sudden gets ripped in because you never know what you're going to get on a lot of stages. Sure. Um, and and maybe, maybe the disclaimer part of it, knowing what you're going to get, is not the inciting hate thing, which I think you're interpreting it might be, but maybe that's actually, is it, could maybe there be a positive out of that? That if you feel like you're going to be offended by the show, then you don't have to fucking go. Maybe, well, but I know what they, I think we know what they were doing with that title and they want to sell seats. Isn't yeah, they want to sell seats. Kevin Brennan that's made what, up that title to do the show at the Comedy Cellar in New York two months ago, and we just kept the title for here. We don't have to sell seats. Mm. I don't have a door deal. We just oh, did yeah, it to get a discussion about comedy happening, and it's wonderful that it's happening. And it's great to see that we're on different pages and that we can talk about it. Oh, I, I disagree with that, too. Yeah, you disagree with everything. That's why you're not funny. Oh no! She's that's so not, funny. I'm so funny. You're really, really funny. Well, why would you assume because I'm having this like intellectual conversation with you and I don't like your kind of comedy? Why would you assume I'm not? Well, I would funny? think as a comic, See, so even when you would talk that, seriously, you'd inject some funny into it. When I oh well, I'm just I take this matter really seriously. That's why I'm not injecting okay. that many. Well, what, what, what do you? I take everything seriously, but I make jokes about it. Oh, should I make jokes like the ones you made earlier sure. about all those rapes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that that what your your yeah. version of comedy yeah. is? Is that an admission of guilt or is that a joke? And you have to suspend disbelief. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys love suspending disbelief. Yeah, That's your you favorite guys. Fucking oh thing. my god, this is so anti-misogynist. I'm gonna start a group. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> you did that on last minute. I appreciate that. Yeah, I do appreciate you coming in as well. Yeah. Was, and I hope uh, you come back anytime. Yeah. Will you come back? 
As long as Aaron's not here. Aaron lives in New York. I don't think he's going to be here. Every couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd love to have you back. Ashley, thank you. didn't say much. No, I had a great time though. You got new candy in the back. <laughs> no, I, I Jess is one of my favorite people, and yeah. uh, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just not as smart as she is, and uh, uh, you know why? I come, I just want to get money from callers. <laughs> no, I think, now. I know. I think, uh, yeah, no, I, I hate the title of the show. Uh, I'm here supporting my friend. And I'm just not as smart as she is. You're also not the only person who hates the style of that show. There are lots of people who hate it. Lots of them. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. Aaron, thanks for coming in. I respect Dude, you for doing, a, being, being you. The most fun that I've had, and this was like such a great thing to talk with them and to be able to get like angry a little bit. It was great. We laughed for a while. We got angry. It's a wonderful experience overall. White guys matter. No, they don't. <laughs> Women are funnier. <laughs> oh God! I just threw I up in my so. own vagina. I don't know. There's I'm... a lot of very funny women. Yeah, uh, you okay. are one of them. Thank my wife you. is one of them. Jess could be one of them if she she's really funny. Censoring herself. She's super oh, funny. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! This was this wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Why would it be bad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I great. Um, is that your most controversial episode in a long time? No. Really? Not yeah, in a long time. Not what the was most. the most controversial? Um, JJ Lieberman put a hamster in his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Blau and I throw rocks at each other sometimes. It gets a little weird. Malachala, <laughs> malachala, no Quran. I got Pedro's okay, uh, last day? Thanks, Aaron Berg. Oh, uh, what, uh, Aaron's got a bunch. Just follow him. Aaron, Aaron, at Aaron Berg? Is that where he is? Aaron Berg, Aaron Berg Comedy. You'll find out all the shows. Uh, Jess, where can people follow you? Uh, you can come to the Crimson Wave every Sunday night at Comedy Bar. You Best can show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.